Step 1. Carefully remove any accessories, such as soft tonneau covers with brackets that are attached to the bed of the vehicle. No, that's that's not accurate. Step 2. I think it is accurate. Using a ratchet or That wasn't my step 1 today. Screw the M6 bolts holding the front utility oh, rack bar in funny. place and remove funny. the utility bar. Funny. <laughs> I used M6 bolts also today. Did you? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I had to hang the uh, TV in the pod shed. I used an oscillating Milwaukee tool that I bought today. I used about uh, 40 M6 by 20 uh, bolts today. Can you and about, uh, stop this now? Because <laughs> it's not entertaining to you? No. I don't think I listen to I watched this video, this EGR roll track installation uh-huh. video, 10 times uh-huh. today. And, I, and how many F words did you use? Actually, zero. Wow. All zero. Right. It All went right. together exactly as expected. I got to say, dude. Now so, let's 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 talk about as expected. You expected it to take all day, so it did, and it did. It did. It absolutely did. Now I had to wait because some of the parts, like picking it up, it is a two man job. Yeah. It's a two man job. Yeah. So I had to wait for Eric and and Joey at the office. Um, it was a Saturday, and they were working on. Do you lifting. like the way it looks? I'll get to that. Okay, I'll get to that. So I had to wait for those guys. They were lifting an old school uh, Toyota four x four with torsion bars, uh, Forerunner. Huh. With torsion bars, that's exactly nice. right. Yep, he had put a uh, an Iron Man something lift on there. What's the name of that? It's yeah, a, Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man lift. So they were doing that, and I had to wait for them to free up every once in a while. Wait a minute, me. hold on. So two guys from mm. work on a yeah. Saturday were in the shop. They worked together in order to let me just get this straight: do an install on their own vehicle. You slid in from behind and quietly worked in the corner, and then every once in a while went. Hey, hey, are you guys busy? Can, just real quick, please. So they knew I was going to be there. And yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, I get, I About every 20 minutes, I'm like, hey, Eric, um, can you can I get another set of eyeballs on this? Just make uh-huh. sure I'm measuring right because I want to measure twice and cut once. And how many times did he say no, Lightning? Zero. Oh, dude, nice. Eric's the man. Eric's yeah. the man. He, Eric is. Uh, he's way nicer to you uh, to you than I am. So Eric, for for having Gail Banks as a as a grandfather, uh-huh. Eric is uh, is amazing. I feel like Gail's and, also my grandfather. Uh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> he's everyone's grandfather? He's every, he's America's grandfather. Oh, we got some really good news at work last week, and I can't share it with anyone. Oh, is it what I think it is? Uh, is it that thing that was going on, and yes. now the thing is, like, yeah. thumbs up and mm-hmm. not, not the yes. thing? Yes. Okay. It could have been so bad, so I went, it went so good. So I went out to breakfast, mm-hmm. David Kennedy, Gail, oh, and wait, I. We, we need to get to that story, but I have to finish okay. my EGR oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So listen, I spent all day Saturday installing an EGR roll track. This is the one for the 2019 and newer Rams. Uh, Ram yep. 1500 with the 5.7 box. We had the guys on the show, and they were talking about, hey, we do OE work. And they brought and a truck that had it, so you had a chance to crawl they, in there. They and, brought a Ram. Yep, I yep. crawled in. I looked at it. I said, wow, this looks really well engineered. And then I got one. It came on a pallet in a big-ass box. Yeah. Home, and I'm telling you that I've installed a lot of stuff uh-huh. over all my years. And nothing, nothing has been this well-engineered. Well, it's all extruded aluminum. It is extruded and, aluminum yeah. and all of the plastic canister. I don't want to call it plastic because it's it's a composite material. It is so well-designed. Every drain plug, everything was OE level, maybe even better. And it came with, they're obsessed with it not leaking. As they should be. But listen... I think you could submerge the truck. And that would be the only thing that was, yeah. yeah, And nothing would get in there except for like where the body panels don't meet that Ram built. You know what I mean? Like everything though that they do, that EGR did, holy crap. They must have extruded 
30 different styles of aluminum and then machined oh, yeah. the part numbers. Oh, I saw this. The, is, okay, hold on. I saw a SEMA too. This is not a white sticker that says left hand rail, top, bottom. Right. It's machined yeah. into it. Remember the Gladiator that we saw? Yeah. I mean, we were able to see, I think they brought us an F-150 when they came here, right? No, that was that was a, uh, a new Ram. That was a Ram? Uh-huh. So we've seen it on a couple different products and it looks good on all of them. Dude, the switches... The wiring, they have molded the grommets that go through into the, into the body and un, in, uh, uh, below the, in, in the floor, they've molded them into the harness at exactly the right length. You're not drilling a hole in the floor and then siliconing stuff in and, and cutting to length. Everything is exactly as it should be. I was freaking blown away, blown away. It's awesome. It's, I mean, that's it just so, it doesn't happen that way that often. No, you know it doesn't. I mean? And that's part of us always trying to have high quality, you know, people and products on the show. And it's great that you were able to experience. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on that TRX that you've done through the show. And I don't think there's anything that you've been disappointed with so far. Nothing. But this, I love the wheels, love the tires, love, um, I got the brawler fat battery box in there that I'm almost done with. And that's, I'm piecing that together. I'll talk about that in an upcoming episode, but so when the guys were in from EGR and they said, I know it sounds like an EGR commercial, but that's how pumped I am about this because they said we bought every single roll top, yeah. both and, automatic. And their goal is to make them better. Automatic and manual. Yep. And they said, we we wrote down every flaw that everybody yep. else had and they fixed it all. And they did. All right. They, they freaking well, did. I'm excited to see it. Meanwhile- Well, uh, it's outside. I drove it. I'm just about to crack 6,000 miles on the TRX. Oh, I, uh, I'm at 3320 uh, okay. on the 392. So meanwhile, you were doing that. I uh, tried wrapping up the uh, the podcast studio. Uh, so close. We did not get the mini split in, so it's cold in here right now. But I did get the, uh, the TV in. And I mean, come on, right? It's perfect. All right. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is I'm super excited. Mm, it about? is- the return of oh the bell ah I found the box it was packed in ah gotcha been missing it for seven episodes so my wife bought me a bell I haven't brought it yet oh what's your bell gonna be uh what do you mean it's gonna, it can't be what the is, same what does bell. it mean no no what's it gonna mine be mine is blue so it can't confuse no no it can't make the same sound though I don't think it does because it's powder coated blue <laughs> I don't know why why do you have a bell uh, well, that's my my, my kid and and my and my wife were at uh, Dave and Buster's uh-huh. and he won all those tickets playing skee ball yeah. or whatever and he bought a bell or no she bought a bell with his spare ticket she's like. Holman has a bell. You need a bell. Oh, so she came home with a bell. That's how it is. I, I say it's, it's going to be wife wars now. Well, they keep threatening to take over the podcast one night, and I'm 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 threatening to let them. I don't. You and think I that's go out. Be a good and we episode. Just let them do whatever it is. Really? It would be funny. We'd make it a bonus episode. Just yeah. to, just our wives talking about I don't know. Just talking smack. No, what we should do is have them in here and then give them topics about trucks, and they have to make something up for well, five minutes. No, I mean Brandy, that would be funny. Brandy was saying that she's like, let's find out which wife knows more about trucks. I'm like, that's I don't I don't know. They'd both bone up if they knew that. Was, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, they would. Hmm. Eh, anyway, all right. Well, what is on this particular episode of the Truck Show Podcast, the most popular truck enthusiast podcast on the internet? Uh, we have our friend Scott Birdsall, and uh, you may remember him from such episodes as Scott Birdsall uh, takes the world record for diesel at Pikes Peak. Mm-hmm. And uh, was and that the same episode as Scott Birdsall, the world's best smack talker? Uh, nope, that's different. That'll oh, be this episode. I no, see. that was that was an episode of uh, Scott Birdsall, the uh, fastest man off the road. <laughs> yeah, in the past. Uh, no. Uh, Scott is awesome. We saw him at SEMA. We didn't even do an interview with him. I felt bad about that. And then I was checking out his Instagram, and uh, I realized that he's moving forward with his uh, land speed vehicle. And I'm like, dude, 
we have to have you come back on. Now, I noticed you said vehicle. You didn't want to spoil what it was? I didn't want to spoil what it was. Okay. It's it's cool. And I was excited from, from minute one. So Would I be spoiling it if I said he used to be a mini trucker? Okay, it's fine. Okay. All right. And, and keep in mind, he was our second interview in the new pod shed. We did this interview last week, but I want you to know that because there will be some context when you hear it. It'll be like, oh, because I think he thinks he was the first person. But he wasn't. But he wasn't. Yeah. And I didn't want to break it to him, so we just <laughs> let it roll. So if you hear that through the interview, that's why. It's because uh, Scott really wanted to be on the show and we're like, well, you could be the first. Well, he technically was. We just didn't air it, him in the right order. Oh, yeah. Was he earlier than Andre? No, he was no, after. He wasn't. No, you're he right. wasn't. Oh, no, you're right. No. Yeah, burn. First night burn, ever, Scott. Burn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so right size, wrong shape. Whatever right. they say in baseball. All right, we got to thank our uh, friends over at Nissan. Thank you so much for uh, the the loan of the Nissan Titan XD Platinum Reserve. That's, what is the loan? How long is it going to be? I don't know. Four or five years. No, seriously. The how long? Are you no, have? it goes back. It goes back in like a week or something like that. Okay, remember, I'm just saying. Remember, thank you. I asked if I could borrow it because I need it, well, to pull the pids for banks. It's going to be gone. So sorry. What if I take it uh, Sunday night, Monday morning? Uh, well, I'm going out of town this week, so that's going to be hard. You're driving it. Well, I have to go do some um, business with my other business this week. Are you driving it? No. Then why can't I take because it? Because it goes back while I'm gone. Why can't I take it and then leave? I can park one of my cars in your mm-hmm. driveway. Because when the, take the, when Nissan the people Titan, come for the Nissan Titan, they're going to say, why is there a clapped out Scion in the driveway? And <laughs> where's our Titan? When and are I, they I coming to get it? Uh, do we have to do this on the air? I mean, I, I want to take it for a day. You can't have it for a day. I want it for a day. I've already extended the loan multiple times, and they brought a TV uh, in the Titan today. That's what it. That was the heavy lifting it did. Whatever. <laughs> you 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 got you, busy. You, you can give it to me. You just don't want to. I can't give it to you. Yes, you're, you you're not signed out on it. <laughs> See now you're just making excuses. <laughs> that's not that's actually. Give me true. a freaking Titan, or I'm gonna smack you. Uh, okay, hold on. Ready? What? Oh, he's got a <laughs> knife. I won't smack you. Okay, put the knife away. All right. Well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Are you, are you packing heat? What is? I you got, got another knife. <laughs> knife. How, many, how many knives do you have on you? Yeah, just, and you why? never know. Well, because are you, you packing heat too. Because I don't know if somebody's gonna threaten me, and I have to defend myself. I'm gonna stay over here and not get a Nissan Titan. No, you should get a Nissan Titan, but go get your own. <laughs> then tell them that you bought it because of the I Truck Show Podcast. like you do. All right. Listen, NissanUSA.com. Go down to your local dealer. You're going to want to check one out. Nissan Titan, Nissan Titan XD, if you need a full-size half-ton truck, half-ton plus, or Nissan Frontier. My God, those things are everywhere now. The Frontiers? Yes. Yes, I know. I want to start a contest. Can and, we? Should we do it here? No. Oh. No. Future. I got a, I got a contest idea D- with you guys, you you listening, uh-huh. and Frontiers. Okay. Next week. Okay. Do I have your uh, pinky pinky swear? Well, we have to. We, I know your general idea of it. I okay. don't know what the ground rules are yet. All right. Well, then we'll hatch it after the show. See, this and is the we'll problem. Launch it the next we're, show. We're too busy this week. We didn't actually talk that much, and so we're uh, handling business on the <laughs> on the air right now. <laughs> Industry's best warranty on the Nissan Titan Titan XD five year one hundred thousand miles. Check it out if you need a truck. I highly recommend it. I have enjoyed the heck out of the XD that I've had. Holman, did you know that Banks dropped a couple of new monster exhausts uh, in the last couple of weeks for the 2019 to current Ram 6.7 liter in every single bed length, which are like 80? How did you? How <laughs> I mean, did you do that? Except for the single cab, because no one really has one of those. But like, so you've got the wait. You didn't do it for the coolest vehicle out there. Nah, there's just not enough. There's not enough of them. Yeah, you know there's that I mean? one guy. There's that one guy, and we're gonna have to say no. We also oh, aren't doing it sad. for. Um, we're not doing it for uh, cabin chassis. How about yet. gas? 
Um, no, not gas yet. Just diesel. diesel. Just right now is diesel. Okay. All right. Well, let, come on. Don't harsh my mellow. Okay. So you've got the dual cab short bed, mega cab short bed, dual cab long bed, dual cab dual. You know it's called a crew cab. In Fine Rampart. dual crew, whatever. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It's like four door. Right. All right, so we've got all but those But the quad cab is also a four-door. Did you get the quad cabs in there? Oh, no, diesel doesn't have a quad no, cab. No, it doesn't have the quad cab. That's right. Quad cab is the crew cab, and the mega cab is the crew of that 1500. Got it. Yes, so all those, and the new Duramaxes, including 23, and the Duallys. All right, so what you're saying is if you have a diesel truck, and you're looking for an exhaust, you want to head over to bankspower.com, and they're going to hook you up? Uh, I will hook them up. Oh, really? If they slide in your DMs? If you slide into at... LBC Lightning, uh-huh. I will hook a brother up. What if they email you at lightning at truckshowpodcast.com? I will hook a brother up. All right, good to know. Okay, and before we hit that uh, beautiful intro that y'all love so much, we have to thank our friends over at Full Moon Digital because Full Moon Digital has been helping us get our social in order. If you've got a small business or, or heck, even a medium size or large business and you need help with social, check out fullmoondigital.com and uh, talk to our friend Derek. He'll uh, help you out, get you going. Those guys have been uh, instrumental in uh, helping Truck Famous LLC have a better social presence. Yeah, so here's the thing. Placing an ad buy on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, pain in the ass. Oh, it's not dude. just it's not just have a single photo and then a piece of text and then link it to your website. No. You've got to have like 35 different size and ads. And tracking. 300 by 250, 720 and by keywords. 90. Like all these sizes. The Campaigns. I mean, as, 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 what about your SEO? Uh, what what about your CPM? If, 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 if I Google your business, are you the first one that comes up or does your competition buy your keywords? Ooh. He'll tell you all that stuff, my man Derek, at Full Moon Digital. So hit him up, fullmoondigital.com. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck truck rides with the truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman I had you potted down there, but you still just cracked yep. right through. Yep, that's the way I roll. We are playing with some different processing on the microphones, guys. Well, we, we got, got a new board. Yeah, we got a new board, yeah. and it's oh, got... We got the Rode Procaster 2, which is supposed to be like a 1,000% better than the Rodecaster Pro, except for Lightning really mm. likes the Rodecaster Pro. Not, oh, so that's the original. Right, which is yeah. the one you use for the Speed School podcast. And you said, no, no. Get the new, better one. But I think the firmware needs a little more tweaking on this it one. It does. So. This is, uh, it's like we're uh, the beta testers on this thing. Yeah. So I had to turn off all the processing because it just, I don't like it. My wife looked through the window and she said, is Lightning still playing with the Simon Says machine? I know. It really does look like a Simon <laughs> Says machine. I, I really like it, but I'm going to have to, <clears throat> I'm big into the post-processing. So uh, uh-huh. yeah, and, and there's, I'm getting an echo. We took off no, the we window got, and we, some we, other we stuff. We got some but, tweaks. Hey, listen, we we're, we're, we're in here. We got, we got a couple touch-ups we need to do. We got to add the mini splits so we're comfortable in here, and we got to add, add some uh, acoustic curtains, and then we'll be good. Okay, it's good. We're, All we're right. getting there. So I think it's time to call our man, Mister Birdzall, up there in. He's not Santa Cruz. Where's his? Where's Santa he? Rosa? Santa Rosa. Yes, that's nicer than Santa it's Cruz. It's gonna be really hard for you to find a shop if you drive up to Santa Cruz. Yeah. No, he won't be there. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> All right. Let's dial Mister Birdzall.
What's going on? Mr. Birdsall, hey, Lightning at Home, Truck Show Podcast. This is my buddy I send uh, pictures to during the day. He wanted me to do an art project for him, and well, he got it. <laughs> oh, wait Man, those were, those were, uh, those were Picasso level uh, <laughs> wait, artwork. So, hold on a second. Some would say Dickasso. Hold on a second. Is this the uh, the photo of uh, you, me, and uh-huh. Scott with a, uh, a wiener on his forehead? <laughs> I mean, if you interpret it that way, it's art. <laughs> he asked me if uh, we could make a little graphic for him to uh, that he could use to promote that he was on the show. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you do not want me to be the guy that does that. I go, no. here's the artwork you'll get. I- so. I'll do that. That's my job, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Do not ask Coleman for anything uh, because it'll come <sighs> back with a unit. You know, I realized it was one of those... Uh F around and find out moments as soon as I said something. So I found out for sure. Hold on. Holman, what are you showing me right now? Oh, that's so funny. So we're in our brand new podcast studio, which you don't know. And um, Holman just peeled. I've seen pictures. Okay. So Holman just peeled back some of the foam and under the foam, (laughs) he's hidden dicks. (laughs) He's hidden giant spray paintings of of units. Yeah, but you can't see it. No, I just... no, you can't see it until you peel it back. Yeah. That's bizarre and funny. It's like an Easter egg. <laughs> right. You, know you, what? Like, you like Easter eggs. I love <laughs> Easter eggs. Yeah, for sure. Some would say two eggs. Exactly. Uh, all right, so, uh, Scott, we got a quick intro to play. Don't move. What's in the shop? What's in the shop? Just what's in your shop? A segment where handsome guys talk about your bill. A crazy consumption that'll keep the Sucked. Sorry, that's the uh, that's the best we have. Yeah, we can't help you there. <laughs> right. Listen, I'm not. It's yeah, not my fault. Not... You have no taste. <laughs> oh, jingles I mean, are you know, they're good. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a man of fine taste. You know, I, I don't. Uh, I can't say there's any dicks on the wall in my shop or anything like that. Well, you that. wouldn't say Although, it, but I, there are. Actually, you know, well, actually, when I was, uh, I just expanded my shop last year, and I built I built a showroom. You know, it's got like all my driving suits in it and pictures and like parts and all kinds of stuff in it. And before I painted the wall, sarcastically, I drew a, you know, dick on it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A phallus? My, a phallus, yes. <laughs> and then my, so my, my daughter goes in and sees it. Like I didn't expect huh. her to see it. She's, F- funny. she's 11. And she's like, dad, what is that? My daughter walked in and said, do you need help putting foam on the walls? And I said, sure. And she didn't even mention it. (laughs) Anyways, she's all, what is that, Dad? And I said, well, it's Jeff Bezos' spaceship. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) So then I showed her pictures of Jeff Bezos' spaceship. It looks the same. Yeah, and it worked for a little bit. But then then, then another day she came. She's like, Dad, boys at school draw those on at school. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, having daughters is tough sometimes because you forget that. See, inside we're all 15-year-old boys that had just got older looking and, and aged and fat, but but we're still high schoolers, you know, still. Yeah. And then when you realize that you have a teenage daughter and you have to remember, oh, yeah, I can't, I shouldn't be that around her. She'll think less of me. Yeah, no, it's just it's penance from being oh, a young boy. Oh, for sure. You know? All right, so question for you uh, before we move on to uh, the real talk is when you draw your phallus, do you draw oh, it? come on. No, this is important. <laughs> this is important. Uh-huh. Do you draw it from the third person, the sideways view, or do mm-hmm. you throw? Do you draw it from the overhead view? Um, I draw a really simple 
two circles and and you know and then the top part. I, had you know, a, I don't I don't add any detail. I keep it simple. I'm a I'm a I'm a minimalist when it comes to my. Uh, <laughs> I had a psychologist tell me once. Um, you know, if you uh, draw it straight overhead view. It's like drawing your own because of the view, the vantage point. If you mm-hmm. draw it from the side, it's like drawing somebody else's. I went, hmm, <laughs> Very, this is deep, <laughs> so deep. <laughs> Got you thinking. Uh, anyway, interesting. Yeah, so uh, we've been—I uh, don't know—we've been friends with uh, Scott for a while. You guys remember from uh, Toyo Trail Pass, where we uh, hung out in the Nuke van, which has a bullet hole in the glass, mm-hmm. and, and and the Toyo Tread Pass as well. At and that's right. And we saw him at the Toyo Tread Pass. Can I, can also, I, can I tell you what what I didn't know about Scott? So I, I knew I know too much about Scott. I know that he can he can cook like a mofo, dude. His chocolate chip cookies rule. Oh you, my God! You've been uh, telling me how much you want his chocolate chip cookies, and, and, and that is not a—that's not a euphemism. Like sure that's legit. Uh-huh. That guy makes some chocolate chip cookies. My, didn't you get one of my uh, BLTAs too? God, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, got nice. a BLTA. Yes, BLT and no, avocado. It's a BL. It's BLAT. So it's a blat. A blat? Yeah. No, it's, you can't be a bluta. Yeah, it's bluta. 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 It doesn't work. It's whatever Scott calls it. All right. So what I like, I, I like bluta. What I didn't know. <laughs> okay, so there are a lot of builders out there that build custom cars we've seen we've seen a ton of them and i just kind of thought scott was another guy that's building custom cars that are that are great good fast whatever but when i saw the cars that he built at the toyo tread pass it blew me away because the detail was off the freaking chart it was everything everything had been poured over I didn't know that about you, Scott. I thought you were just a guy making pretty cars. I didn't know that I could get up there with a magnifying glass and be impressed. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a detail guy. Like it, you know, that I always tell the guys at the shop that work with me, I say the devil's in the details. It's the little touches that, that will impress another builder. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to impress the layman, but to, you know, to impress someone that's, you know, seen it all. Like, you know, you guys, you know, when we're, when we're at SEMA, we're, we're almost desensitized. Like it, it really takes that extra bit of fit and finish and detail to, to catch your eye. It Otherwise, does. It does. And that is exactly car. what happened because you, your cars, what was the one? It was on the end. It was one where we, we took the photo with you and I can't remember what it should have, you'd expect it to have left no, an a, impression, but um, a, um, that was a BMW E30. Thank you. With a Pandem wide body. Um, that thing was cool. Full road race suspension and, a, and an 1100 horsepower 2JZ in it. Everything about this, where can we see that? Is it? Do you have pictures on your site? I don't want people to have to sift through your entire Instagram. Where can they Why? find a picture of that? Yeah, well, there's so much cool much, stuff on the Instagram. You pretty much have to go. You pretty much have to go to my Instagram. Okay, I got Chuckles a picture of it right garage. here. It was only took me like. Okay. Five scrolls at, to get at to Chuckles it. Garage is where you're going to go on Instagram. Okay. Also, can I bring yeah. up uh, his post uh, that he posted, which is hilarious? Somebody uh, <laughs> writes, Best of Porsche. Dude, that was so awesome. I was reading through your stuff and I just, I, I giggle. So he had posted something and one of the comments from Best of Porsche was, uh, are you going to actually make it up the hill this year or will it be another letdown like the last few years? <laughs> and so, so uh, Scott writes back, Thanks for the motivation at Best of Porsche. Sorry I didn't respond earlier. I was busy polishing my Pikes Peak world record trophy. <laughs> I'm like, boom, mic drop, sir. Well played. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I might be well known for my, my inter, interwebs comebacks. So are you uh, – I, I would imagine that you uh, also are a prolific talker in person. Oh, yeah. I can – 
it's okay. I, I have a project. I have a project, but it's going to require you coming down to Huntington Beach, California, because there's something I'm doing with podcast that I need you to be a part of. It'll be something with like ten talkers in my backyard, and an I will barbecue for everybody. And then there will be intermittent throwdowns. Now, why do you keep saying I, I, I? There's no more, we, there's no we in this? You have not expressed any interest in this project. I just didn't think that you could pull it off. If you're really oh, going to go no, for I'm it. No, I'm doing it. Well, then we need to, I we need to be a part of it. All right, well, then we, we need, we need lightning to make I some. Need, I need a, a one, one thing, I need a fact sheet about everyone there. Ooh. Okay. I think yeah. it'll be a group yeah. email so, so wait, that you can start can early. I be the hype man in the corner going, Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, okay, you and I have <laughs> Burn! to. Burn! Not only are we the hot, no, well, that'll be part of it. Uh-huh. But the other part of it is we have to be the arbiters of it. Okay. There's a very specific flow of what we're going to do here. Can we give some are you, hints? Are you, are you safe from said trolling or are you, are you free game? Oh, I mean, you know, is this like a roast where? No, it's not a roast. Okay, it's where not every, a roast. even any, no. everyone's fair game? No, no, no. It's a one on one specific to certain topics. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. Let me just put it this is way: This is like Yo Mama. It's very close to Yo Mama. Here's what. Here's what I want to do. <laughs> it's like high end Yo Mama. All, all, all of us. All of us grew up in shops. That's a shirt. High end Yo Mama. All, all of us grew right? up in shops. Right. Write that down. Hold on. We're right, down shirt ideas. High, high end Yo, yo mama. mama. Okay. <laughs> um, all of us grew up in shops, and over time. Uh, the big bad HRs of the world have made it impossible to bust the balls of other dudes in the shop or or ladies. There's no banter like that anymore because people get offended and then they get canceled. I want to bring back three to five minute rounds of talking. Oh yeah, see, I'm the HR at my at my shop, so like it's still a thing. It's not funny. Extinct funny, garage. I'm the HR at my new shop too, and uh, I the other day I went. Uh, <laughs> Can I drink? And HR said yes. And then I said, can I take a nap? And HR said, no, you have way too much work. <laughs> it's fine. So I need you. I, would you be willing to drive down to Orange County to partake in this experiment, this uh, automotive social experiment of bringing back epic talking? Could he fly and we picked him up at the airport? Yeah, you can do it every once. Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Okay. All right. I'm adding Scott Birdsall. So I have a list of people that are industry people that are, are, are of the right... Um, uh, well, they've got to be quick on their feet, right? They have yeah, to be Richard, witty. You should invite Richard Rawlings because I have a an opus of material ready for that guy. Wait, why? Really? Did you te- oh, do yeah. tell? I've heard lots of stories about the dude. I've only met him once, and everybody's story is the same story. It's not like I don't want to get another cease and desist from his lawyer. So, yeah. did you really? I'm just gonna leave it at that. All right, that's fair. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying the experience no, is trapped. Wait, hold on a second. You don't have to tell me what you said, and you don't have to repeat it, Scott. But how did you, how did you come to get a cease and desist? What platform? I posted, I posted a picture of his face on a target I made. This was years ago, but I was out shooting, and I put a picture of his face on the target, and oh. I put it on my Instagram, and it got like a ton of attention, and people were laughing, and yeah, I guess he didn't like it. So yeah, I mean, right. I guess I can see that if you're. <laughs> Yeah. Richard Rawlings, yeah. <laughs> hmm, interesting. All right, so the topic at hand here, Scott, is, well, we've got a couple. One is Pike's Peak, and the other one is your Toyota that you intend to have break the land speed record in what class we're about to find out. So which one do you want to cover first? 
Shoot your shot. Which one do you want? I think no, we, let's do Pikes Peak because yeah, I'm actually agreed. more interested in the LSR uh, deal because I think that's the conversation. But we should update on on Pikes Peak and then, uh, you know, as as his uh, Porsche friend said, he probably won't make it up anyway. So whatever. <laughs> well, there's and there's yeah, some yeah, there's some new no, news because like, I I think you've got a new driver for Old Smokey, correct? Yeah. So um, Aaron Kaufman drove it last year, and uh, you know we had terrible weather and Smokey ran great and was flawless the whole time, but the LMP car was brand new. We literally never tested it. We got it out of the out of the trailer and it just like broke down all race week. And again, if so. you guys if you didn't hear the last episode where we had him on, that's a Lamar prototype car with a uh, uh, a three liter eco diesel engine in it that was built to the hilt yeah. by Freedom Racing Engines, other yeah, so AKA Freedom. So nothing they did was any problem. It was all the cooling system stuff that I engineered. It was I should have just left well enough alone and ran with, you know, the, the overly complicated system that, that VM Matori built into it. But, you know, I'm an engineer and I think, oh, this is dumb and overcomplicated. I'm going to make it so much simpler. So I, you know, put electric pumps on it and put, you know, side kidney radiators and blah, 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 blah. Well, it wouldn't flow and it wouldn't, it was just terrible. So anyways, it just kept overheating. And I ran that stupid motor at like 300 degrees on race day from like halfway all the way to the top. And the motor still runs perfect. I don't know what, what they did at Freedom Racing Engines, but the thing is bulletproof. So when you get that, um, the cooling system in, in check, it's going to yeah. be a quick car. Because what, what does it weigh again? Uh, it weighs a little under 3,000 pounds. Which is less than and you and me after a bunch of chili dogs at Wiener Schnitzel. That's true. Right? Or my cookies. <sighs> Ooh. But oh, hey, so if you're good. coming down here for the competition, bring your cookies, please. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll cook barbecue. You um, bring dessert. So we got the we got the cooling systems all dialed in now. Um, we got a uh, SNS Diesels doing a uh, full Motec setup for it, uh, PDM and like full data logging. So like any problems we have are going to be covered by that, or or at least noticed by that before they're a problem. Um. And now it is a, a super turbo engine, so it's got a uh, it's got a Magnuson supercharger on top with a turbocharger. Didn't you just it. say you were going to make things uh, less complicated? Less complicated? <laughs> no, this is less complicated. So much less plumbing. Not really. So the, oh, it really is. You've got two forced induction devices here. You got a Magnuson. What size Magnuson? And only charger? one orifice. It's like a two five. How big? It's a TVS nineteen hundred. Okay. And then you have so, a single or twin turbos? Single. Single turbo, and you've got the yeah. supercharger feeding the turbo. Yes. Okay. With a bypass. Okay. Gotcha. So you've got like a, uh, you've got a, a wastegate on there? Yeah. So there's the, the bypass is actually a large tile 60 millimeter wastegate. Okay. And that is controlled by the Motec. So one cool thing this will do is, depending on, um, you know, our boost strategy, the well, the the Motec will have a target boost set, and to hit it, it will adjust that wastegate. Let's say I'm in a in a hairpin corner, and it's not making boost. It'll it'll close the bypass and then make the supercharger, you know, because it's going to make boost from idle. It'll it'll demand more of the supercharger. So it's going to be a pretty slick setup, and it's actually quite a bit more 
sim simple than what the compound turbos because the compound turbos had a intercooler in between the stages. There's an intercooler after the stages. A lot of lag. There's water meth spraying all over in there. Yeah. And it was laggier in hell. And um, it wasn't the turbo's fault. It was, it was the fact that we had no testing. So what worked amazing at sea level, like I figured would work pretty good up there. But, you know, you get, you get to Pikes Peak and that the place is like Mars, you know, it might, it might as well be a different planet. So, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, my guesses I, I, weren't quite... I don't think people understand that it, 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 you know, above 9,000 feet between nine, which is the starting line and 14,100 and whatever it is up there, that mm -hmm. the, the air is so thin. And we, we, we all say the word, we all say the phrase, the air is thin up here. But when you physically, I was at the top where they have the bad donuts at the, at the top of the gift shop at 14,000 feet on the peak. And I went up about 20 feet and listen, we always joke I'm out of shape because I am, but I went up 20 stairs and I had those stars in my eyes where <laughs> like, and, and, and they have a, dude, they have a, you've been up there. Did you, you take you, like four or five yeah. steps and then your, your Apple watch gave you the heart rate warning. You're already at a hundred. No, it didn't. But like you, they have a full-time medic at, at the, uh, at the, at the peak up there yeah. in, the, in, in the gift shop because people just they're walking along and they just fall over they just they get dizzy yeah. they just boom flat out because you know only that if, only six thousand feet more you go into hypoxia which is where your brain where where uh, brain cells start falling off and and not being able to yeah. you know not you, falling off but dying well, you, like what's happening to you right yes, now right now as you're man. trying to describe that are, medical are you, condition are you sucking the air out of this place right now <laughs> no I built it at ten thousand so, feet <laughs> I, like, uh, I think pilots pilots are supposed to breathe oxygen like ABO oxygen over ten thousand feet right and so we're at fourteen thousand five hundred at the peak were you doing oxygen. Yeah, I, I definitely breathe oxygen in my car. And, like, last year was so stressful in the rain and sleet and the car having all these troubles. Even breathing oxygen, I was seeing tracers when I got to the top. I, again, I think that people, they say those words like, it's thin up here, but until you experience it. And if you're gasping for breath, what's the engine doing? So we rented a, a Tahoe. It was like a 20 Tahoe, 21 Tahoe. It was brand new with a 5.3 in it. And going up the hill, yeah, Eric, the pedal car up top. Yep, Eric was going. Eric was driving, and he was floored, absolutely floored, and we couldn't get over like forty-five miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, there's no power. There's nothing. So that's why turbos were invented for airplanes way back in the day, so they could fly at altitude. Um, and a lot of the turbo testing was done at the top of Pikes Peak. You're trying mm -hmm. to cram all this, all this. Uh, compressed air so it would have more oxygen dense air to burn to mix with the fuel as you're compressing all this oxygen it's getting really freaking hot and so yep. you'd, you'd cool it with an intercooler would make sense except the problem is the air that's supposed to cool the intercooler is so thin there's not enough mass going over the fins of the intercooler so the intercooler can't cool down the the hot air that's been boosted it's just it's this yeah, vicious so cycle a good rule of thumb up there is, you know, when you get when you get up into the thin stuff past the tree line, it's you know your the air density is thirty five percent less. Essentially, your radiator is working thirty percent less than it did at the bottom. Your turbos are spinning thirty percent faster. 
and everything is just it's everything's either boiling down or or wheezing for air. Now, if we're and it's just trying to look at that from a lighting standpoint, and he's already not at a hundred percent. That thirty percent is like ninety percent of lightning, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yep. You found a new button on yeah, the yeah, uh, new board. Didn't I got you? some new buttons over here. Look these, at how look how the thing looks like a Christmas tree. It does look like a Simon Says, doesn't it? Uh, lightning goes. Oh, we need this new board for the studio, so I buy it, and he's like. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, brand new. I had five minutes to set yeah, it up. Yeah, but it's the same as when you use a bank. No, it's not. Well, it's, it's, it's not it's the same. It just needs to be. It just needs to be like those old people phones that have the big giant numbers on <laughs> well, them. Well, so that's big giant buttons. No, no, dude, I got this. Uh, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I like that Lighting one. In that, the house. that one's good. I like that, that one's one. going to annoy our listeners. So I got to be gonna careful. Annoy with the, everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to do too much of that one. You need to. You need to get with the times and get like some meme noises in there. Like but but tri- trip on this one. You're right. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> That's a good one. A record scratch. Yeah. I haven't had that before. All right. All right. So Pike's Peak, uh, tell us your details again. You, who's the new driver of uh, Old Smokey? Tyler Pappas. Uh, he ran it in 2019 in a, in a BMW that uh, he built, and he's uh, he's quite an accomplished driver and a, and a good friend of mine. So I, I figured he would be a good steward of Old Smokey up there. Um I'm not gonna leave. I'm not gonna leave old Smokey at home because he's he's a fan favorite. So absolutely, uh, I still want to drive it around the block. I was gonna go up there. Yeah, he's gonna get a brand new 6.4 liter dry sump high compression uh, freedom Ooh. racing engine in there. So okay, the, can the I ask a dumb question? Be, Hold on a second. Pause. Why? Why? Because the last one you didn't blow it up. It was fine. Um, it was fine, but that la- So the freedom racing engine that was in it, we put it in a, in 2020. And in 2020, I don't know if you remember any of my posts or anything, but one of the other racers got in my truck during practice and flicked some switches while I was talking to him, and I didn't see him do it. And one of them was the uh, emergency sprayers for the uh, for the radiator, which use all of my wa- all of my water cooling, uh, you know, like the the water injection. Mm-hmm. Basically, I drove the truck up, and it ran out of water for water injection because it was spraying it all on the radiator. And the truck melted down, got so hot that it that it pretty much hot seized itself. Went back to the shop, figured we were all done. The truck cooled off. I started it up, and it and it ran perfect and didn't have any blow by. So I'm like, screw it. And then so then we set the record on that motor, and then um, I did. Tons of stuff at the burn yard, like endless burnouts on it. You know, I, I raced my friend Ken at, uh, at Hoonigan. I did another this versus that with it. And then, you know, I was doing donuts and it, and it finally died. So that, that engine took a lot of abuse. I didn't know that it finally died. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you got a 6.4 going in. That's a weird displacement that's an upsize that five nine or it's or a sleeve six seven or is that a five it's a sleeve six, it's yeah. a sleeve six seven okay. there you go it's got thicker sleeves um which you know makes it stronger it's not a deck plate motor but it's got you know the 14 millimeter head studs girdle you know diamond racing pistons i also have a 6.4 liter it's like yeah oh yeah you, you know do. it's got yeah. almost got one in his jeep yeah mm. show off <laughs> Um, yeah, but it's not a diesel. No, it's, no, not, it's not, but it's uh, still a lot of smiles per gallon in that one. Yeah, and then we also got, I don't know if you saw the record run in it, but it was pretty much smokeless, and uh, that's because uh, in that engine we run a we run dynamite diesel 14-hole uh, injectors, which are like magic. 
Yeah, they've done a nice job with those injectors. They've injectors have come yeah, a really long, have. long ass way for sure. Right. I remember just ten years ago, they were basically just squirting as much shield as possible in, and you threw as much boost on it as possible. And you know, EGT wasn't a real thing yet. <laughs> what is the time to beat? That is your record still, correct? Right. So my record in 2020, which was uh, set in limp mode for uh, a third of the race, is 11 minutes 24 seconds. Oh, you can crush it. So, yeah. Well, you know, with without if everything if everything's fine, and we get good weather this year, I would like Tyler to go up in Old Smoky and break my record. That way, he can hold the record for a moment. And then yeah, I will go up in the LMP and break it again. So I think it would be really cool to have the two cars I brought set two records in one day. Like that, I think that would be epic. That's like best case scenario. Like would be super awesome. But I just really want to get my record reset. So I understand. You and know, you, I can kind of, I can kind of breathe a little bit. And you want to prevent the Frenchman with the world's largest hands from, uh, <laughs> from getting up the mountain? Um, yeah, man, that guy. I know that's a whole thing. You gotta you gotta stay tuned to uh, uh, Chuckles Garage. Um, not so much the feed, but the stories. You'll see. Uh, you'll see. I lovingly call him Pause. Um, so let's talk about what could be the world's fastest Toyota truck. What's the impetus? Well, hold on. Let's what? let's back up for a second. So what it was about a year and a half. He started talking about trying to find the perfect donor vehicle to start this thing. I'm like, ooh, intrigued, because the first. One of the first trucks I ever drove was that same generation. Mine was a uh, you know Norm Reeves Honda '89 uh, Toyota pickup truck. That was my parts truck, and he wanted the same thing except a uh, extended cab. I'm guessing for aero or whatever, but he wanted no, so he can recline, so he could make it a uh, a land speed truck. So I've been bugging him for like a year and a half, like, dude, when are we going to talk about it on the podcast? Well, not too long ago, he, he had some renderings done, and he showed some pictures on his Instagram. He's like, I'm ready to start working on this thing. I'm like, come to the show. Mm-hmm. Pikes Peak, blah, blah, blah. You own a record, you did it, you're polishing your trophy, blah, 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 whatever. Let's talk about this other stuff. That, I want to go land speed. So, yeah, racing. so this, this, all, this all starts out, I was, I was a mini trucker, like, way back in the day. That was, like, one of my first, like, custom cars was I built, first I built a 91 Toyota, or 91 Nissan hard body that I slammed down and yes. had ridiculous wheels and yes. like painted the dashboard white with like, <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. I like, I had like this burgundy interior with like white, with a white dash and splatter paint. And, uh, did you have a, did I, you have a, a built, did you have a Ferguson super shell or snug top, uh, with uh, multiple 18s in the bed with a walkthrough? So I was still, I was still like right out of high school, so I was pretty broke. But okay. I had two Fosgate twelves. Yes, I mean, come uh, on, that's solid. But then, but then I got like a, a real job, and I had a, I bought a '94 Toyota extra cab pickup, and it was a lease. This is the best part of it. And so, yeah, I body dropped it, slammed it on the ground. The the thing had 16 inch Renaults on it. Um, yes. Yeah, no interference. 16s back then were like. You were massive. That was like 22s. Yeah, dude, you're yeah, baller. And I had like, yeah, I had the, remember the BF Goodrich mini truck tires? I had the 205-40-16s on it. Ooh. And I swear every, every, every bump in the road, I bent a wheel. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, I had eight Rockford Fosgate 12-inch subs in the back yes. and a Rockford Fosgate Power 1000 amp. Dude, and it, the thing would blur your vision. Fosgate was the bomb back in the day, for sure. 
dude, it really was like, I mean, they still make decent stuff, but like back then, like in the early nineties, Rockford Fosgate was like, that was the best that you could buy. And you know what? A lot of it. So back in the, in the, in those days you had Alpine and Fosgate had the two best R and D or show vehicle divisions. Like you had, remember Steve Brown, who's been on our show a bunch, Uh, mother. Steve Brown. Yep, yep. Steve Brown, Chris Chris Yato, and all those all those guys. They were kind of the second wave at Alpine, but Fosgate went hard on building show vehicles. Really hard. Oh yeah. They had didn't they have that crazy blazer? They've had multiple vehicles that have yeah, the blazer. Yeah. I mean, they've had vans, they've had cars, I think maybe even a hearse. Oh, maybe what was that? MTX. So many amazing SPL vehicles. And yeah, you're talking about yours had how many twelves? I had eight Rockford Fosgate power. Uh, oh no, they were punch twelves. Punch I couldn't 12s. afford the powers. Oh, yes, I remember my friend Fausto got me got me them on a through a homie hookup for like sixty nine bucks a piece. So I was like, oh, I'm spending my whole paycheck. Dude, that's a deal. I was hawking pile driver twelve W four forties for one hundred twenty bucks a piece back <laughs> out in of your those trunk. Days. You know, that? yeah. Right? Isn't it crazy that I can remember that? I can't remember my own name, but I can remember the. I can remember how many ohms it was four. Tw- yeah, twelve. Yeah, forty ounce magnet four ohms. I mean, I, I worked at Honda, and I can think of like oil filter part numbers or what yeah, I worked so at. So weird. Know, the Ford dealership. I still remember like you know PH eight A or FL one A oil filter. I mean, just it's weird. The like, piles were great. I went, and then I became a Sirwin Vega guy for a little while, and then what made you switch? I what? think I was getting deeper bass out of the Sirwins, mm. and they had to I've, win you over. Yeah, but I started with Pile because they were the ones that first gave me, uh, that sold to me at wholesale. And then um, I found another spot doing Sirwin Vegas and I had Sirwin Vega home speakers and I fell in love with them. And just the deep, uh, they, get, they were getting sub sub 25 hertz better than the Piles. They just had a better excursion. And um, yeah, I fell in love with those. And then, of course, and then I eventually met the guys at Alpine and then I just went Alpine from there forward. But I always had a mad respect for Fosgate. Anyway, Took you sideways again. Back to the Toyota. <laughs> Anyways, I was a mini trucker, and so you know that that '94 truck was like one of my like I loved that truck, and you know I was a I was a, spending my money on things I shouldn't have in college, and it got repossessed. So I never saw that thing again. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I want to. I want to go. I want to do Bonneville. I've always wanted to. Uh, my buddy Tim, who's on my Pikes Peak team, he runs Salty Box Racing, and he has the, uh, I think it's the B diesel truck record at, Pike, at uh, not Pikes Peak, but at Bonneville. Are we really glossing uh, over Salty a, Box Racer? Yeah. So <laughs> that's he, another shirt. Is that a shirt or is that it, not it a shirt? It might be. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. yeah might he get did some like trouble. 220 something miles an hour in a mega cab long bed Dodge truck. Oh my God. With a, with a, Built up Cummins, yeah. So, so why are we talking to you? Let's well, go talk to that guy. I, I think we talked about that on, get, on Speed School. On. Right? Yeah, let's. We want to do it. Did we touch that on on Gail's podcast? Because I think that's the yeah. truck that took Gail's record. He had two twenty two in the Dakota. It is right. Okay. Yeah. My uh, I, I I probably told this on the, on the podcast, but my buddy Timbo Horton, who's a legitimate uh, motorcycle two hundred mile an hour club guy at Bonneville was also once uh, crowned the fastest man without a bike at Bonneville when his swing arm broke at 180 miles an hour. And, oh, God. And he flew. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's great. Did uh, he ragdoll or slide? So it was funny because I asked him, well, it wasn't funny, but I asked him, uh, I'm like, well, what was, he had just gotten some new leathers and he was uh, he was running, uh, I believe it was for uh, Nolan Racing, 
and he had the old um, Harley Davidson Arrow uh, kit on a Buell. And I can't remember what class it was, but uh, there was some micro cracking in the swing arm. It was an aluminum swing arm that they had used, no problems, and it just let go. And Scooter Grubb, who's known for being a photographer out there, got the whole sequence of Timbo flying off the bike and when it broke. And I asked him, and I said, well, how, how like, what, what was it like? He goes, well, when I hit the ground, I was just sliding forever. And I was thinking, okay, this isn't that bad. And then the bike landed on me. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like, oh. oh. Landed right on his arm. And so uh, shattered it. Oh yeah. So he was the fastest man at Bonneville without a bike, but, uh, he's, he's back to, I mean, this was like probably 10 years ago, but he uh, got all healed and all that kind of stuff and resumed riding and all that. But, uh, yeah, I'll never forget just, you know, being worried about him and then checking in with him. He's like, Oh yeah, here's here's the deal. And you're like, it's funny because like, you know, your friends, right. And something traumatic will happen to your friends, and then everybody treats them as if they become a different person. And then you go and talk to your friend who's had this traumatic thing, and they're the same smart ass or jackass or whatever that they've always been. You're like, oh, yeah, you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Uh, can I ask a semi-serious question? Did did you see World's <laughs> Fastest Woman, and did that affect you at all? The 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 film about Jesse Combs. I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch it. On purpose. I still haven't. On on, on purpose. I. I uh... It's a really great film. They really did a nice job with it. They paid her a lot of yeah, respect. I'd, that's a hard one for me, so I just I haven't watched it. Yep. Okay. Same here. Holman, you should watch uh, it. I, I you're just, not the one that's about to go try to break a world speed record well, at Bonneville. I, I get it, but it's just it's still I, I realize too you, close. I just I don't know. You no, did. I think well. Uh, listen, Teresa, who is her best I know, friend, I know, has seen it a half a dozen times. I know. I, just, I think you should see it. It's yeah. really well done. I'm sure. It, I'm sure I should, but there always seems to be a reason why. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not ready yet. Okay. I don't know. All right. Anyway, so believe it or not, under all this dick drawing, is a sensitive being. So I don't believe it. What is <laughs> what is the uh, what's this Toyota going to be powered by? So we're putting a methanol burning. Uh, 2JZ GTE in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be between uh, 13 and 1,500 horsepower. Uh, Brian Crower came on board, and he's, uh, he's supplied, like, this beautiful billet micro-polished crank and rods and probably do some CP pistons in it and... Yeah, nobody likes a two JZ though. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, they they kind of they're bad, whatever. Right? I think you're thinking of something else. I think there was a guy. A popular engine. I, I don't know. I, I came. I wish I would have saved it. I came across a reel on Instagram where somebody. I think he had like a a vintage Chevy or something like that, and he put a two JZ in there, mm-hmm. and it had originally come with a straight six. So he made the valve covers and stuff look like an old Chevy. And put a GoPro camera on the back of the engine to get the response of people walking by. <laughs> and people were utterly oh, confused. I've seen that one. It was awesome. I'm like, this is the raddest thing ever. And some guys got it. And other guys are like, because I think the valve cover said Chevrolet on it and mm. stuff. And one guy like double takes and he like walks by. And then you see him walk backwards back to look at it. And I'm going, that's rad. That is, that's, that's too cool. So, um, yes. Scott, are there, there's mathematical equations that would determine your horsepower required to go that fast with certain arrow. Have you gone through that exercise? Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've done all the computations. <laughs> Listen to that. Yeah, I'm giving uh, you a secret sauce. <laughs> I found, uh, I'm not, you know, I don't, I've never had any secret sauce. Like if, you know, like at Pike's Peak, if I'm out there and I have a competitive advantage with something and one of my competitors asks me about it, I'll just 
give them the information. Love I've never really field. been like a top secret kind of guy. Like I could care less. I just want to see people have fun and succeed. So what I, you're, I what you're some, saying uh, is that we need your, your truck needs 13 to 1500 horsepower to go what speed? So the record is 222 and that was Ooh. set with about 700 horsepower. Ooh, that's a lot. 222 is fast. So you start getting above and 200 that, and you've got tires to worry about and you've got, I mean, everything really has to be perfect. And I mean, that's, that's some, that's some speed right there, my friend. Yeah. So, I, you know, I've done, I've done my homework. I, I mean, I'm going to be a rookie out there, so I still got to get my sea legs, but I've done my homework on, you know, we're going to put the, put the land speed tires on it that are good for like 300 plus, you know, weight is a big thing out there. Like you, you would think power to weight ratios, what, what gets you there, but it's got to be heavy to be stable and get enough power on those pizza cutter land speed tires, you know, so the truck will weigh between five and 6,000 pounds. Oh my God. Wow. Um, Way more than I expected. How, how, what's your, what do you think you're going to put the, the uh, weight bias? Are you going to try 50, 50 or do you need more on the rear? Because of traction, it's gonna be it's gonna be, be like a sixty forty bias probably rearward. Okay. And are you using a transaxle or what? What do what you? What's what's the setup in the back? So yeah, so the transmission is gonna be trick. It's the same transmission I have in my Supra and that I have in the LMP car, and it's gross overkill for Bonneville. But we're gonna use a six XD sequential that's capable of you know handling like three thousand horsepower. Wow. Do you have that already? Because six XD is. Uh, we're still waiting on one. We ordered one at Banks for our, our Pikes Peak truck, and uh, oh. it's ta- it's taken a minute. Well, you're the one that recommended it. So you don't are recall you guys going to run a torque converter in front of it? <sighs> I can't say <laughs> that part. I can't say. Oh come on! <laughs> he just here. told you that he would share information with you. Meaning, willingly. meaning, I don't know. So then okay. don't say I can't tell <laughs> you and make the man mad. I, well, when he asked me, I thought, do I know? And I thought, I can't tell him. And I realized that I actually don't know what the final verdict was. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being dead Anyways, serious. I really don't. I have a uh, used 6XD case already that they're going to be filling up. So it's just, you know, they got to just re-gear the case and send it back to me. I mean, those um, transmissions are more than $20,000, just FYI, so you guys know out there. Yeah, they're, these, these they're are like not like twenty five thousand plus. Yeah, it's not like a Mendiola or something you'd see on a sand rail. Like this is like crazy high dollar. Have you seen one in person? There's they are CNC porn. It's a machinist like wet dream. They're just they're gorgeous. But that's what we're gonna have in there. And then we'll have a like an RTS uh, quick change rear axle. And then I'm gonna use the factory Toyota frame. You know, because it's a land speed, it doesn't have to like turn. So we're going to use the factory Toyota frame, which is fully boxed anyways, and then just build, basically make it into kind of a space frame with uh, with all the tubing we join into it with the crazy cage and all that stuff. Carbon fiber body pieces? Nope. All steel. Okay. Well, all he's got to have the weight. Oh, the weight. weight. Duh, duh, yeah. duh. He said that already. Yeah, okay. weight, weight isn't a uh, isn't a thing. You know, you're, you're allowed... Uh, almost no aero devices on it. You can have a, a half belly pan. You can have a, uh, like a little spoiler underneath your front bumper, but, uh, so you can't have a big wing on, on the, above the tailgate. You're not allowed anything on the back. You can, you can put a bed cover on it, but no aerodynamic devices. And that's because of the so class or what's the reason? Um, it's because it's, it's a, uh, it's a production based class. So like mini midsize pickup, 
you know, just like Gail, like he wasn't allowed to do a lot of arrow on the truck. It's just, you basically take your pickup, you can put a flat bottom on it and then you go for it. Gotcha. And that's a same thing with Tim's truck. It's like, it looks like you could daily it minus all the speed, all the stickers on it. Yeah. It's going to make things a little dodgy at two twenty plus, but I'm game. And that will be uh, all MoTeC controlled as well. So I run up the Haltech Elite Twenty Five Hundreds on all my two JZ stuff, and we've had really good luck with them. So it'll be a you know Haltech Twenty Five Hundred with the with the Haltech PDM. And where will you go to test this in advance? Because you really can't go to Bonneville to test, right? No, we can't. But luckily, I have a. Uh, uh, I just bought a Dynojet two two four XLC with a load cell on it and everything. Ah, so you can do top speed runs on that. Was that a humble brag? It's a nice unit. He didn't just say that he was just he bought it. He threw the model number mm-hmm. in there and he just floated oh, you know, it in there, like, all smooth. You got to have those little subtle flexes here and there, you know. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's going to be great for doing the top speed and doing steady state and all that stuff. Uh, are you sinking in the ground or is it above ground? It's above ground. Okay. We have, it on a, we have a lift okay. up to it. And, and then are you going to go to El Mirage or, I mean, cause you, how will you find out what it does with, with wind? Maybe take it to El Mirage, you know, maybe hop on the freeway at three in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> in Mexico? In Mexico. Yeah. Just, just you know, help took, me up, brother. We took Smokey to Mexico and went, you know, it was super late at night in Mexico uh-huh. uh, and did 178 in it. Oh, in Mexico. Oh my God. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to see this project come to fruition because this one's been exciting for me. And when I saw that you're going to land speed record or a, a pickup truck, I'm like, yeah. And then when you're like two Jay-Z, it was like, oh, even better. And I, I love... That that engine is totally inappropriate for that vehicle, but it's still Toyota performance in a Toyota vehicle, and and obviously being yeah. a race truck. I mean, it's just it it works. It's cool. It's the story's interesting. How you arrive there is interesting. The truck itself is cool. It's just one of the things you're like, you know what? That, that it all works. So did did we find out where you got the truck? Um, it's an old landscaping truck, so we were just going to call it the landscaping truck. So I'm hopeful that. As part of your uh, your your weight gain on the truck, you leave a lawnmower in the back, and it has to be <laughs> it has to be a vintage lawnmower, something like mid eighties. Dude, he needs rakes and no, brooms. No, no, no. All no, no, no. The, no, la- the ladder, ha- the ladder has to fall off. No, no, no. The ladder has to fall off. It has to be one where it <laughs> stopped working. Put, I was gonna put I was gonna put eight Fosgate twelves in the back again just for old times with a big giant <laughs> speaker box. Like, that's plenty of weight. I just want a rusty old Honda lawnmower that has like a bunch of mulch that's stuck inside. That's gonna be worth an extra twenty pounds. Yeah, no, there's there's gonna be like a hundred gallon water tank back there and all kinds of stuff. So, oh, gotcha. for for watering your lawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for watering the lawn and then like. I'll probably make the belly pan out of like half inch plate steel just for weight down low. We don't know, it's, Scott, when are you planning to do this? When is Bonneville, uh, what do they call Bonneville Speed Week? Is it you're going this year or next yeah. year? What's the plan? We're going this year. So it's in it's in August. Oh, so it's crap. Right you, got, you, got a, you got a lot of work to do. Yeah, so we already started building the truck. So, okay. you know, the engines at the machinist, uh, the tranny will be here shortly. For what we're used to building, uh, this will be a fairly straightforward thing because we're not building any custom chassis or anything like that my buddy over at uh, my buddy jake over at stab fab he makes like custom 
uh, Toyota suspension for him. He's going to handle all that for the for the front, and then the back's just going to be a simple live axle with a C notch and and uh, and a four link. So, what are you doing for uh, brakes? What are brakes? It's okay, going to yeah. retain the uh, drums. On well, the so, and, I, and you've got a, a parachute, I would assume, right? No. So, yeah, it'll have a chute, um, but it's also going to have, uh, it's going to have Smokey's old rear brakes because we're using the quick change so we can use all that stuff off Smokey's old live axle. Um, and, the, and it's their big six piston Willwoods, and then it's going to be the same up front. They'll just uh, be on a smaller rotor so it can fit behind the, the 15 inch steel uh, disc wheels. Gotcha. You don't really stomp on the binders too much out there. It's it's more just kind of coasting and and uh, throwing your parachute out. Holman, should we go up there and watch? Yep, like legit. Uh, you sh- you really should. I'll I'll have the new van out there. We can hang out with the AC on and have yeah. cookies and. I'm liking that because uh, we should. Uh, you my my only my only uh, my only qualification is just uh, knowing what my schedule is. But if I can make it, I'm definitely there. It's I'd love August. to. It's not like you don't have enough advance warning. Uh, it's not. That's not the issue. Okay. Well, uh, remember how you're the CEO of your own company now? Except my wife is traveling like two x what she was during COVID, <laughs> okay. and I've got a lot of. Uh, <clears throat> Other projects that I'll be working on uh, throughout the year. Okay. Well, I'm going to so. try to get him to go, Scott. We should we should go yeah. and cover it because that's uh, how many. W- what does your competition look like? Do you have any idea? Um, well, you know the guy that set the record a few years back. He'll be up there, and he might be at. I, I'm not sure. He was talking in the in a in an interview I read online. He was talking about uh, putting a turbo on it. So. You know, he'll probably be right up about the same power levels I am. So, gotcha. And he's got uh, experience out there. So, yeah, I'll definitely experience, have a good competition. It's not like you don't know how to go fast. So, yeah, I think it's more multifaceted than that out there. That it's, it, you know, like earlier we were talking. You know, Pikes Peak. You can you can theoretically build what you think is going to work there, even if you've been there and you know it works and it still won't work because it's another planet. I feel like Bonneville is the same thing. Yeah, and I think there's nuance to the coefficient of traction on the surface plus wind and mm-hmm. a million other things. And you're not doing 200 miles an hour up Pikes Peak. 200 miles an hour, everything changes from the arrow. I mean, you have to be dialed on yep. suspension. Uh, just There's just so many more variables. So this truck, I mean, even though we're keeping the factory frame and, and building a really elaborate cage around it, like we're using all the best components. Like it's going to have like Moton two-way coilovers on it, the best brakes, the best the best suspension. Like everything is going to be as as much as we can possibly handle budget-wise to throw at it. But you know, you still have uh, you still have Mother Nature, and you still have the uh, the fact that you're basically running on you know packed salt with a loose substrate on it. So yeah. you know, it's it's also fun t- for me because. I'm building a race car that doesn't really make sense. I'm putting tons of power and I'm finding the most, you know, another reason I chose a Toyota, it's the most aerodynamic truck of almost any era is those 89 to 94 Toyota trucks. They're, they're really sleek, but the having to add thousands of pounds to it to make it faster doesn't make sense. But because Bonneville is what it is, it absolutely makes sense. So I'm doing a quick uh, search here. Um, for uh, 89 to 94 coefficient of drag on the, uh, let's see if I can find it here. On Toyota, that Toyota yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of curious if it comes up. Ooh, here's a list. Was that an SR5 back then? Well, you could get an SR5. That was just a, okay. tri- a trim level. Ah. 
What was mm-hmm. what, what what was that? A, what did you get? This one's the DLX. Deluxe. <laughs> which Deluxe. was basically like you're poor, and so you got that model. Nope. This lists uh, all of the uh, cars. A Previa of that of that era was super slippery for a minivan. It was point three six. So I'm curious what that. That's uh, pretty impressive. Right. Yeah, it was it was the most aerodynamic uh, minivan. I think maybe even ever at that time. Is that the uh, one that had the long, like an egg. sleek, oh, an egg. egg? The Previa. My mom had one of Dude, those. Things. I, you know cool. what? I like those. I I saw yeah. one slammed years ago, and I thought it was so cool. And they were built on the truck chassis, so it uh, was interesting. Um, well, we had a toaster van before that that was actually built on the truck chassis where you had a doghouse underneath the driver's seat. Well, the Previa was kind of the same thing where the engine was uh, underneath your butt and there was a, um, a drive that went up to the accessories uh, up by the grill and stuff to get you know fluids back and stuff like that. It was a really yep. – it was an engineering marvel. It was a solid axle with coil springs at the time. It shared a bunch with the truck on, on the underpinnings. Um, yeah, it, it was mid. It was mid engine and supercharged. Yeah, exactly, like, that's so cool. The later ones were supercharged. Ours wasn't supercharged, and it was wheezy. I want to say it was the. It had a, a, a two point two four cylinder in it, and I want to say it was only like one hundred thirty eight horsepower or something like that. But um, ours had the captain's chairs, and you could turn them around and face the rear. So um, right? it was super rad because you could just spin them around, or or the one by the door spin it so it w- w- you know went out. We had that during Boy Scouts and family trips, and I remember. My mom brought it home, and I thought it was the coolest looking, uh, you know, van I'd ever seen. And this is coming from a boxy Toyota toaster van, right? And she brings it home. It's got chrome wheels. They've been at the dealership for what seemed like you know hours to me. It's like ten o'clock, and I'm like run out there to go see it. I'm like, oh my god, it's pearl white. It's got chrome wheels, and it was the cool twisted five spoke stars. (laughs) And my mom's like, yeah, those aren't staying. They're going back to dealership tomorrow. I'm like, oh, she goes, we're just too late making the deal, so we're getting the regular ones. And uh, I remember we took a, a trip. It might have been to the Grand Canyon when that thing was brand new. And we hit a butterfly storm or a swarm out in the desert. And I remember the whole front of that thing. So her, her car was white. And I got out and my dad was, you know, cleaning the windshield off. And he's like, oh, and it was a brand new car. And my mom's like, I don't even want to get out and see it. Like it was, it would look, <laughs> the entire front of it was coated in yellow. It looked like an egg had cracked and oh, yolk was no. leaking out. It was so gross. Gross. Yeah. What was? I'm going to turn my uh, laptop toward you. What is that? That's the that's the toaster van. That's, that's the we, we van. had an '84. Okay, got it. That was the one that was built on the uh, short wheelbase truck chassis. That thing just looked hilarious. Uh, my we, neighbor had one. Never loved. He him. never washed it. Never waxed it ever. And within and like probably never had a problem either. Well, you know, it, it just the paint was gone. It was maroon when it started, and it it, it just in a couple of years it was all like uh, just chalky and 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 gray. But that was uh, what an ugly ass van that was. What? Damn. No, those things were rad. Early nineties. They had the four wheel drive yeah, version the of that van. Early nineties was a weird time for vans. Yeah, yeah. there's no. some cool stuff. No, that ain't cool. Do you remember the? You remember the Pontiac Transport? Yes. No, hundred percent. Right Pontiac Transport. Yeah, Pontiac Transport. And then the cool thing is the Transport version of that had all the Pontiac cladding all over oh it. Oh, my God, is that hideous. Uh, and by the way, transport is two <laughs> words. They spelled it Pontiac trans. Right, because it was sport. sport. Yeah, because that's who Not they're... transport, trans sport. It was, it was so gross. Yeah, it, it, so that was that basically is... built off the, the, the Chevy version of that. <sighs> they were modeled after the uh, the space shuttle. That is an enema on four wheels. Uh, it was. It's, it's terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, that was their, their answer to the Toyota Previa, and mm. it failed miserably. 
and the inside was nowhere near as nice and it was just nasty and um that was I'm trying to remember and it was a Pontiac. I'm trying to remember this. I mean, all the Dodge caravans, they all suck Donkey Kong. Like they're just hideous. It was like a dustbuster. Yeah. Dustbuster. Oh my god. Well the, the the Chevy version of that, uh uh man, Illumina is what those were called. It's like the Lum- it was the Lumina APV. APV, that's right. And the APV stood for something stupid like like person, personal vehicle or some crap like that, some vehicle. marketing. So I maybe told the story before, but a friend of mine at GM, GM is a very interesting company, especially old GM. Back when they were putting the five-cylinder in the Colorados, somebody said, well, you know, how are we going to market it? It's an inline five. And a person said something in a meeting and they're like, well, can't we just call it a V6? It was like, no, that's not how that works, marketing person. Like, you know, that was a that's a great motor. The uh, inline five? It's a dog, but it was yeah, bulletproof as are, hell. There's a guy that brought his uh he had a sixty seven Camaro with a um turbocharged inline five in, in the and it was it was nasty. It made like six hundred horsepower. That's crazy. Yeah, that inline five was in the Hummers uh and in the H threes you get them with a stick. It was also in the trucks. It's completely freaking gutless. Pretty torquey though, and um, mm-hmm. and just bu- like you said, bulletproof. Like it just didn't care. It just you could. I remember the when the Hummer H3s came out with the four to one transfer case and the stick. You could tractor that thing down to like three hundred and fifty RPM and it wouldn't stall. Like we went out and did you know parts of uh, some of the trail up by the Juicy Urshim and stuff, crawling around those things. It was awesome. Yeah, no, it's a great motor. It just didn't you know didn't have any flash or flare to it, so it kind of oh. just fizzled out or power. I'm on the. I'm looking up freaking. I'm trying to find what APV stands for. Nowhere on the Wikipedia page did anyone write anything about what it stands for. How can you write an entire Wikipedia story and not say what APV stands for? So I'm Lu- just assuming it was all-purpose vehicle. Yeah, I think exactly because at the is. time Lumina was a sedan also, mm. and the APV was the van per- version. And check it out, that thing you could get it, 3.1 liter V6 with a three-speed automatic. Jeez. Oh, so gross! So horrible. They had a three one, a three four, the and three eight. were so gross. Like mm. all those, all those cars, like all, or like the the Chrysler Concorde and the cars that were coming out in in those times were just so disgusting. Yeah, there was a weird, and I I want to say that um, that may have been styled by like Pin uh, Pin or I think they were <laughs> like like that was part of the deal. And they, they looked at it as futuristic because of, you know, the windshield angle and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it looked like it came from, like, a Sid Mead, you know, story. It's just... Yeah, or like a bad peyote trip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember the seats were interesting on that because the uh, they were all individual buckets in the back, and you could change the layout with however you wanted to. And there was just tracks in the floor, notches in the floor. You could move any seat in any location, which was... I mean, it had some cool you know, ideas. I, I got to say... When I said bad peyote trip, I was kind of let down that lightning didn't chime in with a with a story about a bad peyote trip. I have not been on peyote. That is why. How about the, <laughs> tell me about the shrooms? Shrooms? No shrooms. Mm. I'm not a fan of uh, hallucinogens. Hmm. Zero. Not so, not. So how do you explain your behavior? Uh, in a, my erratic yeah, behavior. Yeah, my dual personality. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a uh, brain. I think fade. that's a chemical imbalance. I think <laughs> it might, so too. It might be. Yeah. Oh, All man. right. Well, enough about uh, crappy vans from the '80s. Why? This is the best part of the conversation. <laughs> oh, could you? Uh, is there? A, is there? A, I would assume there's a land speed record for vans. I mean, for like crap vans. I know that <laughs> crap. Vans. Gail had a uh, had a, a a record in a 
converted ambulance, I believe. I thought you were going to say convertible. I was no. be much more impressed. Um, converted ambulance. I believe it was an ambulance. Okay. Do you remember back when Is there the, an RV land speed record? Oh, for sure. We uh, at at uh, Diesel Power Magazine, we broke it. We towed a trailer uh, with a uh, Duramax truck, 141 miles an hour, or something like so that. So that, so I, I was wrong. Oh I'm, my god! I'm going to correct myself. It wasn't a van. It was the RV record that, that yeah. Gail went after. Yes. When? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, because we, we had tow, that for a minute. We towed a Carson trailer. There's a dude uh, towing with a Mercedes wagon, and we beat we beat their record. And it was like two or three stages of nitrous on a Duramax truck. And I believe it was 141 miles an hour at El Mirage. The you know when we saw it go by, like we were pretty sure we had the record. But when we saw the photos of all the vortices and bad things happening on the Carson trailer as everything was trying to unattach itself, it was pretty amazing. I'm pulling it up now. Chinook. Yeah. Here it is. There's the one I'm talking about. So it was a Chinook, world's fastest motorhome. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Ah, oh, there's no story attached to this. You'd think I would know. I just. Uh, VTL's probably up right now. Uh, here, we, here we go. Here we go. Uh, world's fastest motorhome. Uh, yes, you read that right. Uh, Banks power packed. Ford, a 6.8 liter V10. Class C Chinook blast past General Motors uh, to a new record of 99.8 miles per hour. 99.8? <laughs> That's hardly That's even it? worth Come on. Like, at that point, don't even brag about but, it. But here, look. When I, doesn't that look like an ambulance of the era? That's why I thought oh, it was Oh, yeah, ambulance. it definitely looks like ambulance. Yeah. All right, so we went, uh, this was uh, uh, 2013, we went 141.99 miles per hour towing a trailer. It's pretty fast. That's, dude, so, like, that's really I, I fast. Feel like, I feel like we need to get, like, one of those FMC motorhomes from, yes. from like, the early yes, the 80s. Front, the front-wheel drive ones? Yeah, and go out to Bonneville with, like, a freaking blown-injected something nasty in it. And yeah, just go like, while you, you have know. cookies in the oven in the back. That would be awesome. <laughs> exactly. They way you walk out at the end and everybody's like, eating cookies. We could do containment seats yeah. with harnesses next to the oven in and the back. And you so wouldn't you could, have like, to... safely make cookies. You wouldn't have to add sloshy water in the back because you could have lightning and ice balance. Dude, how funny with that? He's got GoPros throughout the whole thing. So during the race, we're, like, pulling the tray out, like, out of the oven. We're, like, flipping. Drinking Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, uh, he's like, guys... I really need you to eat more cookies. We're about ten pounds light. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't matter because you're just tra- you already got the no. Because of the just weight. go with me. Oh, go Shut with, up. Just go with me. In the truck, Why are you? Right? Tra- yeah, that, <laughs> this is a ridiculous <laughs> thing. Why are you trying to pick but, uh, apart my how, theory? Very scientific. How hysterical would it be if there was cameras everywhere where you and I are in the back cooking and he's driving and the, the pots and pans are all jiggling all over the place. <laughs> You have some. Old- I think I think we would have to do that like as kind of a gorilla thing because I'm really. Positive the SCTA wouldn't allow it. No, they wouldn't. No, We'd have to do that not. at El Mirage on a Sunday morning. Or in Mexico. Yeah, Mexico. I mean, I'm down to party. Let's, <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm sure we could monetize it on YouTube and make our money back. We would do that. Uh, would that's break prob- the yeah. internet. Well, we're starting the uh, Truck Show Podcast YouTube page uh, next month. So, uh, you know, we can, uh, we, can, we can make that work. We need see how to- I segued into that plug for you right there? You're, see? Well, no, no, no. I segued out of you into my plug. <laughs> no, no. See, I knew you were going to say that, so yeah. I was trying to help you out. I know you have my back. Just queued him up. Always. All right. You got a lot going on. What's uh, what's happening in the shop right now? We're putting some uh, finishing touches on those SEMA cars you saw. I'm like eyeballs deep into the into Smokey and the LMP. You know, the guys are working on the land speed truck. You know, we've got like a twin turbo k5 we're building in there 
What, what, what's what's uh, paying the bills, I guess, is what I'm asking. Because the stuff that you're building is outgoing money, not incoming. So what's, where's the incoming uh, money f- coming from? Well, we, have, we have sponsor dollars for, the, for my race effort. Um, the incoming money, like, you know, we've got a Mercedes 300D in there that we swapped over to a, to a LS we're finishing up. You know, I build the uh, Overland Porsches, like my other business is yeah, Resolute Motorsports. That's freaking rad. Those, um, how, okay, so let me ask you about this. Porsche came out with their factory kind of Dakar, right? Yeah. So, so what do you? I mean, that's got to bring more visibility to what you're doing at Resolute, right? It does. It does. Yeah. So, I see. I see where they're coming from with it, but I just, I don't, I don't really like the aesthetic of the newer body styles no. done up like that. Nine nine three is where it's at. Look right. Nine nine threes are the are the best for me. And I'm a I'm an air cooled guy when it comes to Porsches. I really yep. like the air cooled cars. They're, they're you know they're finicky and they're they're simplistic and they make they make all the right mechanical noises. They're the and, right the right size inside. Everything's just it's just the yeah they make, they're yeah. they're small. The last you know, of the air cooled Porsches like the nine nine three just to me is my favorite. The and Porsches what, what, are perfect. Your range is a nine nine three. Uh, two, uh not, what was it? Ninety nine was the last of the air cooled. Something like that. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've got a I've got a nine six four. I've got a Carrera four. Nice. Um, and uh, and it's we just finished up uh, the Overland conversion on that. It came out pretty slick. And then our shop demo car is a ninety seven uh, or sorry eighty seven SC. Uh, the the thing literally has the book thrown at it. It's got a built three point six Motec. You know, Moton three-way suspension, full skids, bumpers, Baja Designs lights, like, you know, Recaro seats, everything. It's, But that, they're so fun. It's just like you're you're driving a machine. It's not like, you, you know, there's no cup holders and buttons and screens. It's just knobs and... The way God intended. You know, everything is so visceral. And and what's the market for something like that? Meaning you're building, is that a, a $200,000 car when you're done? Um, they start around 200,000, um, and wow. go near half a million for like our, our demo car would be like 450 oh if a customer wanted it. God. Yeah. You get into a built motor with a wiring with a, you know, motorsport harness and Motec controls, it's, you know, 60,000 bucks just, just for the engine. Hmm. I love, love, love the Overland 911. I think that's, it's just, to me, I would love to take one of those on a trip that I would take my Jeep on, you know, nothing like rock crawly, but like an over actual overland desert road, Mojave desert kind of stuff, just to have oh, the experience. Dude, it's so fun. I mean, I, yeah, I'm if you so go to, that. if you go to resolute motorsports.com, oh, I'm on it. See, pal. Uh, we filmed a neat, um, little, you know, minute and a half video out in the desert and, uh, the era fly in, I think it was, I think that's what it was called, but it's all the, uh, the, uh, the STOL planes, like the short takeoff and landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are amazing. And we had uh, one of the dealers for uh, the, he builds the carbon cubs, literally flying right on top of us, like filming oh, and so helping cool. us do like James Bond style stuff. It was really cool. I mean, I'm looking at your Tonto 911, and it's still cool, but it's nothing nearly as cool as the Overland 911. That's just so rad. Yeah. So the Tonto is the kind of designation we call our street cars yeah you know those those but can everybody go from wild to wild listen, too. everybody has a street porsche blah blah whatever the the overland i'm telling you is where it's at that's that thing's just so it's just so right it's just it's righteous yeah plus like when's the last time you drove a porsche that you can just like run into curbs and 
and you no, know totally. drive down dirt roads and jump it and never dude, like, you have super- not until these you have pictures of a 911 going sideways in the dirt with a giant wing on the back with a big turbo wing and it's and, like yes and don't uh, forgive me these are two or four wheel drive two wheel drive hmm two wheel drive so you can definitely get yourself stuck. Well, they're 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 super simple. Like Porsches have been in rallies forever. I mean, it's it's a, yeah. similar to some you know ancient Volkswagen suspension, and there's a ton you can do to them. It's just and they're actually really good because all the weights in the back, so your nose is up, so you're not uh, stuffing it into things. I, I'm not saying you, you just don't have that much ground clearance. I mean, I know you're getting it off the ground as high as you can, but they've got decent ground clearance. Plus, um, the way I build them, we put a full skid plate system from front to rear. And so you can basically just haul ass over stuff and just kind of, you know, board slide it. All right. Screw old, <laughs> screw old Smokey. I'm going to uh, trade out my riding uh, old Smokey for riding one of your uh, Overland 911s. You can come down. I'll, I'll let you drive it. It'll be fun. Yeah, we'll every time a, we'll we get him on the show, roads. I haven't had time to every get Every single time we get him on All the right. show, you're like, I'm going to come up there and go no, for I a ride. Am, I, I am going to do it. I'm going to actually do it though. Just keep lying to his face. I'm not lying to his face. Actually, we talked about putting a nuke van and OVR mag. We should do one of the uh, Overland 911s in there as well. Um, we can do both. Let's make it happen. Serious. All right. Well, I can. Uh, I've got tons of uh, professional photos and everything of those things. So. All right. We'll make it happen. Or he no, comes down here to do the podcast and, and he brings one. And then he brings one, mm-hmm. tows the other. No, he's gonna. It's a driver. You don't. No, no, those. no. But you know, he can't drive two vehicles at once. So oh, he's gonna I see. drive the new. You're fan. saying he only has one butt. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna drive the new fan, towing the Porsche. Okay. And All then right. he has pizza and beer with us. Mm-hmm. You take your own photos. Because mm. why would you use someone else? Because his photos are paid for by a professional and are awesome. Okay, so maybe that. You have your beer. I'm. I'm. My uh, just checked with HR. Uh, bourbon is okay on the clock here. I so. see. Okay. In fact, I kind of want yeah, one right now. I don't now. drink though. So just you can bring me some like uh, nice Do- soda water or something. Doctor Pepper. We will. We'll, we'll, you have Doctor like Pepper, pizza. right? Don't do us dirty What's and that? say you don't like Doctor Pepper. Come on now. No, I don't drink. I'm. I'm kind of a weirdo. I don't drink soda. He has no vices. This is very strange. No, he's got vices. It's cookies. No, my vices. Cookies my and vices speed. are trying to kill myself constantly in fast cars. <laughs> The problem with this whole thing is that we will have to moderate ourselves around him because I just feel like he'll judge us. Like, that fat fuck is eating he, he, another he chili dog. Right now, so, like, what's the difference? Okay, good point. <laughs> well, we can't see the look of, the, the look of disgust on your face, so he's that. He's, he's felt. He's fast. Svelte. Yes. Better than felt. Just checking. He's building amazing cars you and I salivate over? Yeah. He wins. Right. I don't know about svelte. I mean... I mean, he's a solid dude. He's box cut. <laughs> box cut. My wife calls me an ogre. You're not an ogre. B- by the way, you definitely married up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm not sure how I did that, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, if you, uh, if you never hit... It's your sparkling personality. That's if, what it is. If you never hit 200 miles an hour, you still won, dude. <laughs> Before I forget, I gotta mention my title sponsor, Amsoil. Love those they, guys. Yeah, they basically support my entire race race program, and I've had like zero failures on their stuff. Without them to support the Bonneville uh, project, like you know, we just wouldn't be doing this stuff. So, are you running motor oil? You running gear oil in your rear diff? Got transmission your... oil? They literally make everything. So it's like. Brake fluid, tranny fluid, 
you know, gear oil, engine oil. Ooh, wait, wait, I got it, Scott. Are you everything. are you running their degreaser? Are you running their uh, window cleaner? Ooh, ooh, I got are, one. Are no, 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 no. Their... I got one. I got one. Are you using what? their gun they cleaner? Have window cleaner? Yes. They have gun cleaner too. Yes, dude. They have so it, many cool. Air so I got their I got their gun cleaner and yeah. their gun and oil. And their gun oil is awesome. I use that all the time. And by the way, yeah. you seriously? I'm not joking. I order ten cases a month, maybe more, of all the aerosols. Do you have mudslinger? Please tell me you use the mudslinger. That is awesome it is um, you realize you just created a new uh, I know. bleep for you to i gotta yeah okay, i got bleep it. myself just, out so get sorry. get amzol mudslinger you put it on all the black plastics or under the hood yeah. all the rubber hoses whatever before you do take the car to a show and it makes everything look brand new i spray it on everything it's, you know what it, it's like um what's that hot sauce i put that shit on everything uh, it'd be frank's and you yeah. just created another bleep for you to do some of that yeah, yeah dude. i didn't even know it existed i was oh it's good yeah. me, oh oh oh, oh, oh yeah, i can top it i can i can top mudslinger they're metal prep. Tell me you use the metal prep. So on Lockjaw, when we built Lockjaw, we didn't have any time to coat any of the frame of the Roadster Shop chassis. So it was bare metal. We went over the whole thing with their uh, their their metal protectant, and it sprays on like yellow beeswax, and then you let it cure for about 90 seconds, and you wipe it off. It lasts like weeks, and it protects raw metal, even almost in salt air. It's dope. Well, I'm going I'm to come up and get some mudslinger because I need some for the 392. I tried to get some brake cleaner, but I'm in California here, and they wouldn't let me have any. Yeah, we no. don't do uh, – I don't think we have the brake cleaner, no. but you can get all the degreasers because they're natural. They're used like – they're like orange degreaser or whatever. You know, the orange peel stuff. Yeah, anyway. I need to I need to look on their website and see what they get. I use their European uh, 040. I, dude, I use it on the, well, you guys uh, use on the TRX. You guys use that stuff at banks, right? Yeah, all of it. All the diesel all oil, oil. Everything yep. Amsoil. I got a rack of Amsoil that I burned through every 90 days. Yeah. I, I mean, I just didn't know they made cleaners and stuff. Dude, they make it all. They make it all. All right. So uh, if you guys want to go check out uh, our friend Scott Birdsall, head over to uh, at Chuckles Garage or ChucklesGarage.com. Or if you're a Porsche guy, Resolute Motorsports, where you can see the uh, the Overland 911 or 911, obviously. But ugh, it's so badass. Love me some uh, some 911 action. I'm going to opt for the, uh, I'm going to take the Toyota truck over a Porsche. Nope. Did we just lose Scott? What happened? No, he just there. got tired of us? <laughs> yes. No, I'm still, <laughs> okay. I'm still here. He's listening just... to us flub up all sorts of stuff at the end of the night. <laughs> all right, Scott, thank you. As always, we appreciate it. At Chuckles Garage. Thanks for having me on, you guys. You're the best. Thank <laughs> you, Scott. See you, dude. All right, later. All right, later, guys. All right, bye. All right, Fruit Pants, you ready for some truck news? I don't know who you're talking about. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Oh, that's I, the tightest I think yeah, we've ever had. I'm pretty sure the neighbors were not happy about that. <laughs> See, my wife texts me in three, two, one. You guys don't know about Holman's neighbors. No, they're the most horrible people <laughs> that you could ever live next to. And they're not into trucks, so there's no way they're listening to this. Nope. Nope, they're into EVs. Uh, they are just... Uh, I saw those dudes in the driveway, and they seem nice, but apparently not. Uh, they're very, very nice uh, to Ish? your family face-ish, and then when you trim the ivy on your side of the wall, they have a meltdown and don't talk to you for a year, and then they let their dog poop on your lawn and then say they didn't when you have them on your ring camera, and then you have it out in front of other neighbors in the driveway and then don't talk to each other for three months, 
And then you talk again and kind of repair things until you build a podcast studio in your backyard, at which case the uh, within a half an hour of the Tough Shed uh, truck showing up, I had text messages on my phone telling me the uh, the city ordinances that I may not have uh, realized existed. So I got right on it and I handled those things like the wall extension and uh, hopefully everybody's happy now. So anyway. You built this place really well, and I don't think that even if we screamed, if you were stabbing me with your dual knives over mm. there, I don't think they could hear. What well, makes you think I only have two? <laughs> <laughs> you got some truck news to get to? Uh, this week was the Chicago Auto Show, mm-hmm. so uh, all sorts of uh, crazy, amazing, and wonderful news came out of it. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope, didn't. Uh, our friends at AEV, and, and this is this is kind of a, a... I actually did hear this. This is pretty awesome. This is pretty awesome. So... Uh, at last year, as you guys know, uh, Jim Morrison from Jeep, we uh, we talk uh, on occasion, you could say, and he was like, hey, listen, I really, really want to get 37s on the Wrangler, and, you know, what are your opinions on the situation, blah, 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 blah. And he wanted to do it for the well, anniversary edition. Your your response is, of course, 37s yeah, have yeah, to go course. on. Yeah, Well, yeah. then Bronco came out with 37s, and so, you know, they have to have a response because they're competitors. Now, I'll tell you, the Bronco Raptor is more go fast Baja and the Wrangler's more rock crawl or overland, but both kind of cross over to each other's spaces, whatever. The thing that's amazing is Dave Harrington, who is the president of AEV, who started AEV in a, I think it was a single car garage in Montana 25 years ago or whatever, is now OE on Chevy Colorado Bison, the GMC AT4X with the AEV package on it. And now... They've made parts for Jeep over the years. They're now going to officially be 150 AEV versions of the just announced 20th anniversary uh, Wrangler Rubicon. Wait, wait, 150 versions? 150 only that are oh, AEV oh, equipped. Oh, 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 okay. So 150 of AEV's AEV version. Yes. Jeeps. So basically, right. uh, it's the Jeep that I own. It's a 392 with a JL370 package on it that you can get directly from Jeep and order it. So not necessarily just from an AV dealer at a Jeep dealership, but also from Jeep, and you can overlay the package on it. Um, to Why, can I ask a dumb question? Sure. Why only 150 units? That's uh, what you meant, that's, right? 150 yeah. units. Yeah, that's what they. That's that what sounds they absurd. They could sell those things. Five, be, ten thousand. They're well. The 20th anniversary is limited to four thousand only. It'll be either four by eight or three ninety two uh, for the rest of the, this year, and then no announcement yet on the. Uh, the 2024 if there's going to be a 392 for them but i've got a 2023 non-anniversary rubicon uh and i've got the av package and i'm pretty stoked on what i have and so i think it's awesome that av is now oe on all these vehicles i'm it's awesome that jeep is officially working with them i think it's pretty cool you can buy a stock 2023 jeep wrangler with 37 inch tires with av deal what do you think the uh, base price of that is 50, 54. Uh, if you get a four by E with the, they're calling it the level two. Okay. Uh, 94,358 Oh bucks. my God. Oh my God. Okay. And ouch. Wrangler Ow. Rubicon 392, 20th anniversary edition with level yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. 113, 820. Shut the front door. But that's almost exactly what? what's sitting in my driveway with that AV package overlaid on top of a Rubicon. That's yeah. what, that's what they're at. Wow. When I went to go and, and obviously, uh, I didn't pay that for mine, 
But uh, the Jeep dealer local had one exactly like mine. That was a 22 instead of a 23. Mm-hmm. And it sold Can for- I guess? Can sure. I guess? Yeah. All right. Uh, one thirty. I'm going to, uh, uh, 130. Over 150 within 48 hours. Oh. I mean, they're in high demand. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and as far as I know, everything sold out by the time you hear this. Like it, it went on sale a couple of days ago, right after the, it was uh, announced. So February 10th. And I had so many people reaching out. Hey, do you know somebody? Who do I go to? How do I put an order? All that kind of stuff. And you're going, dude, you're on your own for this one. And then people were like, well, do you, do you think that, like, are you going to trade your, I'm like, no, mine's perfect. Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding me? I put so much, like I'm, I'm headed out to American Adventure Lab to get the rest of my. But uh, yours has there. more than, I, I watched the, their reveal yeah. at the uh, Chicago Auto Show yeah. and yours has more than those. Yeah. So, like, there, there's some, there's some, some stuff, more bits, but right. you can get uh, the, you can get the 17 inch Bora wheels, dual sport suspension, which is a two and a half inch lift. You can go either Bilstein 5100s or 8100s like I have. You get the uh, AV bumpers, front and rear. You get the skid plate, the those, off-road jack base. Those wheels are the ones that you used to have, not the ones not that you correct, have. Yeah. Correct, yeah. I like, I like you know the, better. The ones that we had for the Toyo tire test yeah. on the four-wheeler 392, those oh, are the wheels. I like them. They're kind of like- uh, I, remind, love those, I love those wheels. They remind I, me of uh, what was on a Countach, yeah, a Lamborghini. Exactly. Don't tell Dave Harrington that because he hates hearing that, but it's 100% true and that's why I love them. Why does he hate that? Countach is one of the yeah, all-time no, most amazing- Supercars ever in the history of supercar. Uh, you also get a uh, tire carrier steering dampener, the 7000 series lights on the bumper, which is super awesome. Worn winch and uh, four by, uh, the four by E's get a 456 rear axle uh, ratio. So the Wrangler with that package has 14.2 inches of ground clearance, which is a 1.1 inches more than the Bronco Raptor. 37.1 inches of water fording, which is a uh, scant tenth of an inch more than the, uh, than the Bronco Raptor. And then the off-road approach angle is 50 degrees on it. So, I mean, I'm basically talking about my own 392. 33 degrees of breakover and 43 degrees of departure. I just want people to understand that 90 degrees is... Like you're as more if, than half of 90 degrees. I know. I'm going to say yeah. as if the axle is behind the vehicle. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, it's nuts. As we're recording this, King of the Hammers is literally wrapping up yes. today, this right, right this moment. Yes. And some of those vehicles have basically 90 degrees of departure angle and approach angle because yeah. their the tires fr- are in front, in of front the frame, and yeah. behind of the frame. Exactly. It's going to get to the point where you can buy vehicles well, like this, that. This thing has airbags and safety and a crumple zone and all those stuff. And you're still getting 50, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. So just, just the fact that the, uh, the anniversary edition exists, it's awesome for those packages, non-level two, the non-AEV versions. 71380 to start for the Rubicon 4xE and 92690 for the Rubicon 392. And some of the cool things that you get with that are Holman, did I mention that the EGR roll track uh, tunnel cover is awesome? Uh, yeah. Okay. Just make it sure. Okay. Great. All right. So uh, this is what the anniversary edition has it is, adds heavy duty rock rails, uh, forward facing trail cam standard. It's got its own uh, special badging and graphics package, the Mopar steel bumpers half-inch suspension lift, and check this out, onboard air in the tailgate from the factory. That's yeah, awesome. which is really cool. Wow. Yeah. And then you also get- now, a- So I assume they have a quick disconnect is what you're talking about there, right? Yeah. You'll be able to air up. You don't have to, like for me, I'm adding an ARB system on mine mm-hmm. with Brit American Adventure Lab. That's one of the things we're installing. This, it's already there from the factory, ready to go. Buy it off the showroom floor, air up, air down. Hey, I have a, um, a spare compressor setup. The dual compressor uh-huh. setup and the tank. How do you have a spare? And everything. 
It's a long story. I asked for it for Christmas, and then I also bought one at the same time, oh. and I got both. Bummer, because I would have bought that one from you, but I ended up buying it from uh, our friend Mike Rice at a Adventure Off. Did Road. you really? I did. So I think I'm probably going to have to sell it to a listener because uh-huh. it's awesome and it's brand new in the box, and they're hard to find because they were out of stock. For yes, a while. they are, so. and I have the entire kit. So, so what you're saying is slide into your DMs. Yeah, if you need one, slide into at LBC. Okay, can I okay. go ahead? Sorry, go. Do you want me to talk about all the stuff I have for sale on Craigslist? No, right no, now? sorry. Okay, go. Also, you get red and black leather trim seats, which are awesome. So like red where you sit, and then the the upper shoulders and headrests are black, plus red seatbelts, which I freaking love. So awesome. You get a red leather wrapped instrument panel. Uh, you get special badging on the inside. Um, and you get the, check this out, the new grill, the new Wrangler grill. I haven't, I, wait. It was debuted at Easter Jeep Safari on the Hold anniversary up. concept. Let me get a stretch over there. So it's a black center. The uh, the gills are black and then well, the surround is white. It's 3D too. It's, oh, it there's is. a whole Hard to tell thing. from that photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it gives the Wrangler a little bit of a, a, a different face to it. But yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. So uh, if you're a fan of Wrangler, I just want to bring up one last thing, not to belabor this too much, but at the reveal at Chicago Auto Show, two guys walked out on stage driving the original Rubicon TJ, and it was Dave Yegi, who works at AV now, who was Jeep engineer, and Jim Rep, who just retired from Jeep after like 35 years or something like that. I'm trying to get those guys on the show. They were called the Lunatic Fringe. There's actually a logo, and there were T-shirts back in the day. Didn't they it, bring out a, a, one of the Jeeps? That's what I said. Pri- they, they, drove out to, it, they drove out on stage in a Rubicon TJ, okay. the, the very first generation. What's important about this is without those guys, so they were called lunatics because in their off hours, they went and built the Rubicon prototype with aftermarket parts in their own spare time and then brought it to management. And management thought they were going to sell, you know, like... A thousand or five hundred for the entire year, and it was like one of the best-selling things that they've done. They've sold seven hundred thousand Rubicon since then. Okay, that aside, if you're driving a Raptor, a Bronco, a Wrangler, something Trailhawk, if you're driving a TRD Pro, if you're driving twenty years ago, those ZR2, those things did not really exist. You got to remember the TJ went to thirty-one inch tires, a Dana forty-four front and rear lockers. You go down the list of all the upgrades that that thing had, it basically spurned the entire like premium off-road package industry for all the OEs. And I really want to have those guys on the podcast because they did it because they were passionate about it. And they did it when nobody, they're like, what are you doing? We're not, why would we do that? And yet it's one of the greatest automotive business cases for any manufacturer to have an off-road capable vehicle out of the box. And these were the guys. There's a small group of engineers that so did they, it. So they were not an official Skunk Works. No, they were the, and that's why they're called the Lunatic Fringe because everybody thought they were these fringe engineers who were crazy, who were talking about, oh, look, take a stock Jeep rock crawling and put lockers on it and all this stuff. Well, water 40. And everybody thought they were nuts. And here they are 20 years later, finally getting acknowledged by corporate as the people who started Rubicon. But I just want to acknowledge publicly, they're friends of mine. They're also the people that really started the modern off-road package industry, if you will, for the OEs. So, I'm guessing huge. most of our listeners don't know that. No, they, they don't. So it's just, it was nice to see those guys drive out in the vehicle that they developed. And they, they're, you know, most of the guys are retired and, you know, this, they're 10 years of the time they did it. Now we're 20 years later. So did Jim Morrison, because I watched bits and pieces of it. I don't recall him explaining the lunatic branch. Yeah, he did. He, oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I remember he announced it, but I didn't hear any backstory. Yeah, no, they they uh, they gave them a a a nod to uh, to what they did, and and I think it was great. So anyway, 
obviously a, a story that is near and dear to my heart because it's people that I know, and it's just uh, really cool to be able to share that with you guys on the podcast. So, hey, Lightning, did you hear? Uh, no. Hey, Holman, did you hear? Uh, me, maybe. Uh, the 2024 GMC CR EV prototype was spotted testing. And um, I know we've talked about this before, but damn, does it look like a an avalanche, uh, an avalanche? It is called the it. same car. I'm just slash saying. truck slash EV. So it's, it's a different face and it's, wheels. It's got some interesting bits. There's uh, it's on GMAuthority.com where I spotted this thing and really interesting taillights. Uh, it's got the over the third brake light. It's got a different piece of. I don't know if it's plastic or not, but it, that whole top section above the third brake light is unique and interesting. The wheels are freaking massive. It doesn't say what size they are here, but they look like 22s at least. They have some details about the pricing here. Uh, I wanted you to get. So pricing for the 2024 GMC Sierra EV Denali Edition 1 starts at what price? 111. 107. All right. And uh, the rest of the lineup starts at around 50K. So I just thought it was pretty interesting that uh, 107, dude, for that thing. Well, that's their top of the line, everything, Denali, blah, blah, blah. I know. And it's, 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 money's getting expensive. I don't know how, where all these people are. That Money was cheap for a long time. I don't know. Anyway, there's going to have to be some right pricing going on. Maximum uh, of 754 horsepower, 785 pound-feet of torque. And uh, they're saying that the range is 400 miles between plugs. Which is pretty impressive. It is. All right, uh, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope, I didn't. Mitsubishi has been uh, dropping hints that a truck is on their radar for the U.S. Now, nothing confirmed. They're just sort of like tossing it out, I think, testing the waters. Tell me they're, they're going to re-release the Brat. No, the oh, Subaru. Oh, Subaru. <laughs> the Mighty Max. <laughs> the Mighty Max, that's right. Oh, uh-huh. dude, my buddy. Do you know Bald Brad? I have. Uh, Bald yeah, Brad had a Mighty Max that I've never seen anyone beat a truck up more than he did that truck. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Would be interesting. So here's here's the the tie-in. So the last truck Mitsubishi sold in the U.S. was the Raider, which was based on the Dodge Dakota. Okay, but they were talking about, hey, we can't import any of our trucks that are really popular around the world because of the chicken tax, which is the uh, retaliatory twenty five percent tariff on light trucks imported to the U.S. Uh, that Lyndon B. Johnson signed in response to Europe's tax on American chicken imports. So that dates all the way back to Lyndon B. Johnson's presidency. Was that like and 1840? When was <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson president? So what's interesting is, do you remember when the Ford Transits first, the little Transit Connects came? I love the Ford Transit. So those were built in Turkey and then assembled here, but they had to come over in pieces and get reassembled to avoid the 25% chicken tax. So it's a 25% tariff is a pretty big deal, right? So that's the, you know, the U.S. protecting its pickup truck market, which is one of the reasons that... All pickup trucks are basically that are on market, you know, on sale here, marketed here, are, are are built here. So that being said, Mitsubishi has some great, great trucks overseas. We're probably not going to see them, so they would have to partner with the manufacturer. Interesting enough that uh, Mitsubishi has an alliance with Nissan that just happens to build a mid-sized pickup truck in Mississippi. No kidding. So the Mitsubishi Outlander and Nissan Rogue, they already share a platform. So it's not so surprising. Do you think that you could either take that Rogue and build a Mitsubishi unibody truck? Or do you think you take the Frontier and make a Mitsubishi Mighty Max or something like that out of the Frontier? Who knows? Mm. Uh, But I think they were just sort of like lobbing that out there to see uh, what would happen. I'd be interested if you guys would love to see uh, Mitsubishi uh, come back to the U.S. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No! God, no! No, I don't think so.
Ram has announced the official name of the uh, Ram Revolution concept for when it goes on sale. Hmm. Is it called the Ram Revolution? Uh, it is not. <laughs> it's now called the uh, 2024 Ram 1500 REV. Well, that's dumb. Well, that's... Just, <laughs> I don't make up the Why news. Why do they just call it the Revolution? Because they call it the Rev. Hmm. Leaves this review or cold. Rad EV yeah. or uh, regular EV. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, or Revolution, but short. Weak sauce. <laughs> it just is. All right. Come on, Ram, step up. Hey, Holman, did you hear? Uh, probably not. All right. Google Maps has added features for EV drivers. So they've added stage, uh, charging network, basically, to Google Maps. Do we care about that? Not really. Move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just thought it was, I came across, I'm like, hey, it's bad. I, I'm like, I mean, I want to sprinkle in the EV news because there's a lot of it. I just sprinkled it and that was it. All right. That was it. All right, I'll, so I'll, if, you, if you use Google Maps. I see your EV story. I raise you this one here. Did you okay. hear? Okay. So listen to this. It's worth noting that a lot of GM products are equipped with Google built in a standard. Yes. Including so a lot like of other all the GM trucks. Don't care. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear? No. No, 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 no. Nope. I don't think so. Well, Ford's been uh, teasing a bunch of stuff and they teased the return to F1 and then they teased the return of the uh, Ranger Raptor to off-roading no, I don't, and racing. I don't think they teased it. Didn't they just say like, we're coming back, right? Okay, fine. They said they're coming back. Okay. And now they're teasing, because they're not saying it overtly, Lightning, they're teasing an F-150 Lightning sport truck. No way. Yes way. No way. Yes way. Oh my God. I'm interested. All right. Wow. Ouch. No uh, kidding. However, this is a, a vehicle that Jim Farley showed a, a journalist. More to come, but it is shown on their EV performance demonstrator roadmap. So it's not necessarily going to be a production version. At least not yet. So just... I mean, would you be down with a high-performance uh, EV version of the Lightning? Yes, I think so. If uh, It'd be interesting to see an EV Lightning sport truck edition go up against like a, a Whipple supercharged Coyote-powered uh, F-150. That would be a really cool race. Like, Did you see the one that uh, Cletus McFarlane had? No. Oh, my God. He was ripping that four-wheel drive Coyote with a Gen 5 Whipple on it and, awesome. and just launching the sucker. Everything, Everyone he was putting in that, doing these launches, was like freaked out. I mean, it hooks four-wheel drive. Just, oh the, my the, God. We should probably talk about the TFL uh, uh, drag race that they did. Yeah, we should. But, by the way, it was uh, uh, Red Bull Racing uh, driver Daniel Ricardo that got the sneak peek with Ford's uh, CEO, Jim Farley, not a journalist. So gotcha. he showed the racer a, a, a peek, and then everybody went, whoa. Oh, wait, wait, wait. More to, more to come on that. Interesting. Hey, you, you brought up F1 for a second. Is the Las Vegas F1 race going to be the biggest F1 race yes. that's ever happened to America? Yes. Oh, 100%. my 100%. Have you seen God. the hotel room uh, pricing? So I $20,000 a night. So I called a buddy of mine who more? works at Cosmo because the Cosmo, yep. Cosmopolitan. And what's a, bal what's a balcony or a window on the F1 route? So he, he wouldn't tell me. <laughs> Yeah, because he knows you don't have the money. But he said that it would it was would be impossible for him to help. Well you. into five digits. Yes. So I've stayed in those rooms before when we were throwing concerts. Uh huh. Um, and they were putting us up in the nights rooms. So Cosmo has the two uh the the two towers. One sits right on the strip and one sits back a little bit. The one that sits right on the strip 
when you get a corner room, you have yeah, a you have a view. fifty yeah. foot balcony on both sides yeah. on the corner. It yeah. is uh, if you've never stayed there and you want to really treat your wife or something, dude, stay in a corner suite at the Cosmo in the tower on the Strip. It is freaking epic. Uh, but that's the suite that I can't. I can't even imagine. I'll bet you some of those are going to go for fifty grand a night. I bet they're. they're I. I'll bet you they're more. Yep. Yeah, I really want to go, but uh, that's going to be more cheese than I can part with. That's a lot of cheddar. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? I don't watch the news because I'm a kid. (laughs) Nope, so no, I haven't seen it. I don't know where you got that, but that's pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, The AT4 and Denali trims made up almost half of GMC sales in 2022. No kidding. So that's pretty amazing. Their their premium off-road and premium package, boom. So if they didn't have that... (laughs) Right? I, I mean, mean everyone's on. stepping up with the high dollar rigs. Dude, I just... I just where's... You're just, they're printing money. What's what, what's what, going on? Says the two guys who just bought high dollar I, rigs. I guess, right? <laughs> ah. I mean, I, I'd like to think that we're special use cases, but... No, the, I don't... I don't. We are spe- We are special cases. <laughs> we're, we're definitely special. <laughs> but, but wait, is it the fact that these vehicles, these trucks are now really appealing to guys, dare I say, our age? Maybe. Meaning. Or guys our age have a little bit of money. Well, I'm saying like guys are are not buying a Corvette. Well, they are buying Corvettes. Yeah, they sure are. Are they buying fewer Ferraris? I don't know. Does it matter? I I don't know. I'm saying, are they trading one thing to get a truck? Or are they they looking at a a high dollar truck for the first time? Or they got a Ferrari and realized they couldn't tow their boat. I don't know. I, I don't know. All right. Because this is the first time in history that trucks have been this awesome. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, no. No. Mm mm. Uh, Ford has uh, dropped its stake in Rivian down to 1.15%. What's going on with Rivian, oh, by the man. way? Ouch. What, uh, why Why do I keep Ford hearing- Ford used to be at 11.4% at yeah. the end of 2021. Hold and then they wrote down $7.4 billion in 2022. <laughs> they wrote what? down. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I need to know, why does like all of the- all of the LA-based journalists that are holier than thou love the Rivian, or bought one, or bought one. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like they love it's the a Rivian. Good I told you it's a good. I it's understand good that, it's, it's but why? Impressive. Why do other people? Why does the average guy just not care? I don't think that's the case. Then I've had why a, are they I've not selling? A, What's happening? Why is Ford evacuating? Because they're ninety thousand dollars, and maybe they, if you're going to spend that much money, you want a real truck. But we just uh, we just talked about everyone spending one hundred and seven thousand dollars on a, on a truck that can tow, right? That's a good point, <laughs> right? You get that point. kind of money, you need I mean, a, for one hundred ten thousand dollars. You're going to fully loaded Ram. That's what I'm saying. So Reuters also recently reported that uh, Rivian is planning to lay off six percent of its uh, staff because of uh, <clears throat> declining cash reserves. So that doesn't sound good. No, but that's actually really good for me because we're looking for engineers uh-huh. and they moved a bunch of engineers here to Southern California, yeah. like Irvine. Yeah, hopefully they- uh, I need to abandoned. swoop up some of them. Well, maybe you can. So uh, anyway, uh, Ford's updated stake was uh, disclosed in a recent filing. So uh, who knows what the future will be for both companies? I think the Rivian product is incredible. And in 2022, they uh, produced 25,000 of them and 20,000 of them were delivered to customers. So- They've got the R1T, the R1S pre-orders now exceeding 100,000. So they have demand, but the scary cash flows to do... That's, I think what it goes to show is starting a car company is hard. Maintaining a car company yeah, is hard. Remember when Elon got involved in Tesla? By the way, he's not the founder of Tesla, which 
may surprise some people, but remember when he got involved and people thought, ah, it's never going to happen and it's, it's GM's going to smash you like a bug. And uh, and here they are. Like, it, But you're right. So it's very, very hard. And they got a lot of capital and burned through it all. And well, you got to sell, you got to yes, sell yeah. pieces. Yeah, I or mean, it's, it's exponential. You get to a point where there's the delta. You have to be uh, to outperforming the delta of cash loss. Uh, the product is good. They've got vehicles on the way. They, there's a lot to like about Rivian. But when people ask me, hey, I, I really like the Rivian. Should I buy one? I'm like, not because of the product, because I have serious concerns whether that company or any startup is going to be around in the world of Fords and GMs and Porsches and everybody else that are making, you know, these manufacturers have been around 100 years. Now they're jumping into the game with everything that they know, some pretty incredible vehicles out there. So, What do you think that the lack of charging network has to do with the, uh, well, I the think, sales? I think that's part of Tesla's success is they've got their own, you know, charging network that's all over the place. And every yeah. EV manufacturer is either partnering or figuring out how to put in their own. Do you follow uh, Marquez Brownlee? No. MKBW, whatever he calls nope. himself. Oh, darn. He he did a really cool video where he just, uh, he's riffing in his Tesla plaid about the lack of charging network. And he's a guy who's way ahead of the curve. I don't know. Go see the video. It's great. It's uh, He just launched it. If you're listening now, on Monday, he would have uh, launched that video Thursday. Marquez Brownlee. He is a product reviewer. And he's, I think, the best product reviewer that has lived. He's wow. awesome. Okay. He's freaking awesome. You've brought him up before. I'm a big fan. I could tell. Marquez Brownlee. Have you offered to uh, let him be a guest on this fine program? Marquez Brownlee is... Um, Too good for us. He he gets invited to Apple debuts, Tesla I don't care. debuts, things like that. You don't know if you don't know. Maybe he wants You're to be right. on a cool he might. truck podcast. He does. So he has... Why not? So he does his own podcast called Autofocus, A-U-T-O, Autofocus, because uh-huh. he does cars. Um, and it's interesting. He's not like a car geek, but he does a lot of reviews of uh-huh. cars and trucks. And uh, I don't know. I guess I should ask. Why hmm. not? Nothing to lose. Hey, uh, Lighting, did you hear? No. Nope. Uh, Chevy Silverado EVs getting the Trail Boss version. That's cool. Red tow hooks. Copying old Mark Allen there. And they get uh, all-terrain tires and blacked-out grill and looks, I guess, tougher. Mm. Whatever. If I was going to do that, I'd probably just go for the Hummer. Get 37s, yeah. Hey, uh, Holman, did you hear? Uh, I be sure, no. I'll play your little game, Lightning. Ryan Kibbe is ghosting Lightning. All right, <laughs> move on. Wait, okay, that, that doesn't feel like news. It feels more like you uh, trying to out somebody for sliding you. Sounds more like a personal vendetta. I'm just saying, I happen to know a guy that sold a bunch of TRX suspension kits uh-huh. for a Mr. Uh, Kibby Tech. Okay. And Mr. Kibby Tech ain't picking up the phone when when, uh, uh-huh. when when a certain Mr. Lightning is trying to buy his kit. Should we, to our listeners' care? No. Okay. But I'm just, I'm airing my laundry here on the show. I can tell. I'm like, uh, I, 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 Do I, I care? Him. I text him and I said, hey, I'm ready for the kit. I'm, uh-huh. uh, I'm, I'm super stoked to get some gold on the uh-huh. TRX. He sent me a picture of a box, uh-huh. like of uh-huh. it, it packaged. It was better than his butt. And, and I thought- that mother ever, he just wants me to go on the website and just buy it. Okay. I think, I, I don't know what that meant. So He's like, he texts me a picture you, of the box, like wrapped up, ready to go. And I'm like, okay. so what do I need to do? Text him back and say, how do we get that box from your place to mine? Wink, wink. He didn't and then say, throw an eggplant nope. emoji on there with some drops. I kind of did that, but uh-huh. n- nope. Oh, maybe you need to do the peach emoji. I'm going to have to freaking drive up there. Okay. <sighs> wow. 
can I be on the fly on the wall? I just will, I'll bring the recorder. I want to hear the confrontation of you uh, being told no. What time is it? You want to call him right now? No, you got a podcast to do. You want to call him on the next one? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll see if he still goes to you after this. If if he if he turns me down and gives me the cold shoulder, and it's on the show, uh-huh. you'll love that. Yeah, that that will be relish, funny. You'll I, relish I, I, that a little bit. Yeah, it'll be like a like a a, a pig in mud and sunning mm-hmm. itself in the sun. I would enjoy it if there was something that you really wanted, uh-huh. and uh, you did the guy a solid, and, he, and then he ghosted you. I think that'd be funny. Would it? I yeah, a little bit. Huh. Okay, I'd feel your pain, but I think it'd <laughs> but, be funny. But you'd still be amused. Uh-huh. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope. So the GMC Sierra launched in South Korea, sold out in two days. In South Korea. <laughs> yeah. Trucks are pretty po- crazy. Trucks are popular everywhere. I'm telling you. 48 hours after launching it, mm. uh, they didn't say what the numbers were. They just said they uh, sold out. I can't imagine it was a huge number, but they're really going after the one percenters with that whole deal. Um, but damn, dude, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, their audience is successful professionals and enterprising men in their 40s and 50s. That's like everywhere, okay. apparently. Just like here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! Zero, zero, zero! Nope. Mm-mm. Would you buy a Raptor Expedition? Oh, hold on, let this sink in for a second. A Raptor Expedition? The Timberline just came out, and apparently Ford believes that there is a room to go even more performancey. Mm, let me Let me think about this for a second. No. All right. No, I don't think so. Lightning Although has I, spoken. I, I think I would be interested. I would I would want to see it and look at it up close and uh-huh. inspect it and know more about it, but I don't think I would buy that. What if you could compete against the Sequoia TRD Pro and kick its butt? I I don't care about competing against the Well, I'm just that's what else the is in Toyota, the Toyota, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Hey Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope. No. I don't think so. Am I wrong? Did I hear? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Apparently, there's some weird maverick stuff going on that would appeal to people like us. Lowered mavericks? Lifted no, mavericks. Better. What's better than a, either so, one of those? So according to the drive, Ford Maverick owners have found that through an elaborate process of button pushing, door locking, and putting your seatbelt on in a very specific order, kind of like ABBA up, down, left, right of our era... That somehow there's what pops up is called the Konami screen. No way. Konami is in the video games? Yes. What? And so apparently there's a secret screen and they found the part numbers, uh, their truck's build date was stored, that was stored in the vehicle's computer. Apparently, so if you're driving your in your Maverick, hold down the OK button on the steering wheel, start the engine at the same time. Keep holding the OK button until ET shows up on the dash in green letters. ET? Well, I think ET is the letters, the not, the, not the alien. Oh, okay. Some owners report having to click the seatbelt and lock the doors in order for it to show up. In that sense, it's a lot like the cheat code we talked about, right? The guy who posted about his search layer, he heard about this engineering test mode from a Focus RS owner. And after some more research, uh, apparently it works on several models. And some of the things it does is uh, they can use it to correct the vehicle's onboard fuel mileage calculator because, mo- as we know, most of them are too optimistic from the factory. There's a thing called AFE bias that you can fix in there. Obviously, works if you install different size tires, things like that. 
according to uh, this this uh, article on the drive, other nerdy tidbits. I love that they put that on there. Now this is again the Konami screen. Well, because it goes in this weird engineering mode that's super colorful and fun looking. Oh, I see. Okay, that's the tie-in. Oh, and you're, it's rainbow, and you can see the ET up here. What? Yeah, so this is just it's some back door that allows you to do some cool stuff. So anyway, uh, they continue that other nerdy tidbits uh, accessible through these menus include an analog gauge sweep, precise radiator temperature reading, a color test mode, which turns on every dash light, and it also displays engine RPM for hybrid models, which don't feature TAC. And there's uh, a, a bunch of other little silly stuff, but it's kind of like having a taser, I guess, in your Maverick, Right. I mean, all that stuff's built into right, all but, of I mean, our cars, you, well, but we just you, can't yeah, access it. Because you do yeah. the pins and, well, you know, iDash pulls a lot of that stuff out, right? But it's just uh, kind of fun. If You know, it's it's a fun party trick, I thought. Be cooler if it farted. Like the Tesla. It's a weird segue. <laughs> I mean, isn't, I mean, I, didn't you see the video where the dude uh, up in Hollywood had like a, like 75 Teslas show up and park in a parking lot and they all farted at the same time? <laughs> no, you haven't seen that? Come on now. Maybe we should get on the emails. (laughs) Weird. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. Boo. Damn, that was loud. Boo. What are you doing? What do you mean, boo? I do the same thing, and you had my mic turned down, and then you turned it back up. The wrong time. I gotta say, oh, thank you for turning up the lights. I, I can't read in this I know. really dim light. I, I'm digging it. It was like we we're in a submarine. Oh God, that's too bright, <laughs> dude. And now that the Wi-Fi works, look, they all go at the same time now. Remember Hold last on. week it was like one or two. This will permanently damage my retinas. Isn't that Stop crazy? It. What are you doing? Hold on, yeah, I'll, here, I'll, I'll dim it down for okay, you. Okay, well now I just I'm seeing spots. We have because it was so bright. I have these awesome right. okay. lights in the podcast studio that I can control with my phone. That's cool. Okay, right there. Stop. No, right there. I'm giving you a warm, warm no, light. Yeah, I, like, I like the warm, warm and bright. Yes, I want about uh, was 2,500 Kelvin right there. Hey, there you go. Okay, there. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com, By the way, that is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Also, Holman, did you get any to the Holman at truckshowpodcast.com? Uh, I've got a couple. Okay. Yeah, I've so, also got some stuff. Uh, stop sending us messages through Facebook. <laughs> I can't keep up. Uh, I, I didn't like check this last week. I should have. There's a bunch that I've uh, tried, yeah. and I just I was too busy. And there's I just, a lot of them coming uh, in with Instagrams, yeah. at Truck Show Podcast. Instagram is crazy. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, sorry. Yeah, keep them coming. Unfortunately, we, we can't get to them as fast as we'd like, but keep it going. All right, Holman, uh, dole out the email. All right, thank you. I got this one. I'm going to start. So this is from Greg Vander Pohl. Problem areas on a Tahoe. Hey, Holman to Lightning. Wrong. It's Lightning and Holman. I Wrong. drive a 2005 Chevy Tahoe with eight, oh my God, 180,000 miles on it. And I was wondering if there are any known problems with this vehicle. It's got the 5.3 liter Vortec V8 and a four-speed automatic transmission. It also has four-wheel drive. But lately, we've started having some trouble getting the electric transfer case to come out of four-wheel drive. Do you know what the first thing to check would be for the four-wheel drive? Any help would be appreciated. Thanks and five stars. Five star review. Five stars. He realizes it has 180,000 miles on it, right? Yeah, but I think that truck should go uh, half would, a million, don't you think? I would say, well, yeah, the, the truck, but he's asking about weird electrical stuff. I would say the solenoid on the transfer case. Oh, right? couldn't couldn't be that simple, do you think? Yeah, of course. Probably exactly that simple. By the way, that's the GMT 800 mm-hmm. platform. Yep. Probably one of the best uh, products GM has ever made in the history of General Motors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why. 
All right, got this it's one. on my reggaeton horn. Anyway, no, I don't know. Those are really reliable trucks. They literally are one of the best products that GM has ever made. They're they're just great. Yep, they'll go forever. Favorite Tahoe that uh, the wife ever had. Yeah, it was five three in that one also. Uh, yep, five yeah, three. Just a, just a great on twenty fours. Five you ta- three. You, you're with talking a, about being accused of a, a, a drug, being a drug dealer. Uh-huh. My wife was pulled. Did I tell the story already? Probably. My wife was pulled over. It was all. Have we white. been doing the show long enough? Yeah. That we we're recycling stories. stories. Yeah. yeah. My wife was driving, so I put it. I lowered it uh, a two three drop on a McGoy's drop. Yeah. That I had installed at Selman Chevrolet. They did it for me. Okay. And then I put it on a set of twenty four KMCs. Really low profile tires, like 25 series, and she was pulled over twice, and they asked if her husband was a drug dealer, because it was all white with black wheels. That doesn't sound like a drug dealer This is in 2007. Eh. It was all, you know- Why black, does it matter? Down, I don't know, but they, they pulled her over twice, Dumb. and they were saying, what does your husband do? She's like, he works at a radio station. Why? And he goes, this drug dealer car. And she's like, what? It's a Tahoe. <laughs> it's white. And he goes, big wheels, I baby white seats car. In the back. So apparently it's a thing. In that area, like in Long was, Beach, was, in sorry, was a thing. Okay. Yeah. All right, got one here from Hayden Tree. It says, thanks for the advice. Dear Lighting and Holman, just wanted to follow up and thank Holman <clears throat> for his advice on getting a used truck. I got a great deal on a Ram Express with a 5.7. Mm-hmm. My next question is, what would you recommend to be my first mod to the truck in terms of performance? I already have the basic idea of what I want to do the rest of the truck, but I don't know what Banks products or other products should I be adding for performance and or economy? <laughs> it's one or the other, dude. Uh, also, on your last episode, you talked a little bit about super trucks. Considering how, in the early days of the podcast, you set requirements for what makes a truck, I think it's only appropriate that you do the same for the new term super trucks. Is it based on power to weight ratio, cost, capability, total horsepower and torque, or dominance of their specific truck market? Thanks for the awesome podcast. Hopefully, soon I can show my support with a sticker on my truck. Yes, uh, Hayden, we will be selling stickers uh, from truckshowpodcast.com when it launches, uh, hopefully, in another month or so. Uh, he says, P.S., uh, In-N-Out fries are still garbage. You know what? Frickin' Hayden Tree. No, we're going to put you on the do not sell a sticker to list, number one, pal. <laughs> and then number two, mm. we are not going to answer your question. Well, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. First off, by the way, they're, they're not garbage. You order them fries well done and it fixes the problem. They're not, it is a problem. They're not the best fries. They are the best fries McDonald's when done right. McDonald's fries are even better. Just fry for fry, like stock. But when you mod them... And you do you animal have, style. You have to mod them. If they're you mod amazing. them, then they're fine. Yeah, of course. They're fine. But when you don't, they're like potato they're chips. Fine. They're not well, they're Anyway, well, he says, despite having Idaho potatoes, I don't know where it went wrong, but clearly something. No, the difference is they're not freaking frozen in a bag. They're cut fresh right there. I know, but and they're, all they're you just, do, they don't have enough taste. Add salt. Add ketchup. That's why you do fries well done I know, animal again, style. You, again, you have to mod them. There are a lot of fries you don't have to. Listen, good choice on truck. Gets, uh, you know, exhaust system, intake, have fun. I mean, there's programmers out there and things like that. I, I just, I don't know. What, what would you say? 5.7 Hemi truck? 5.7 uh, Hemi uh, blower. There's you, a programmer's not worth. Don't get a don't get a programmer. Blower. You're gonna have to get a supercharger. And no, if you want performance, you're going they're your mileage is going yeah. to suffer. Yeah, those two and, don't. And, and, and by the way, anyone that tells you that you can have nope, they're wrong. You can have power and I, you can have fuel economy. I, they're lying to your especially face. Especially from superchargers, they tell you the bypass valve makes it so. No, those injectors are running all the time. I found that out the hard way. Anyway, moving right along. Yep. Uh, this one is from uh, Brian Jackson. Uh, roadside random smog test in Redondo. Question mark. Hey guys, I just drove by a roadside smog check in Redondo Beach, complete with a dyno, a smog check, smog tech, and a CHP officer. It had an early 2000 Chevy S10 being tested. Have you ever heard of this? Yep. This is new to me, and I drive 40,000 uh, miles a year in SoCal. 
I shouldn't have been surprised, but I still can't believe this. It freaking sucks. On an unrelated note, I just read an article that California is trying to ban chrome plating, the traditional Finnish hexavalent chromium. Other options will be available if it passes, but the alternative looks more like stainless steel. Is there an emoji for vast disappointment in the people that push this ridiculousness? <laughs> uh, rant over, love the show. Good luck with the uh, podshed and the new chapter of the show. P.S. He's still going here. Oh. P.S. Uh, what's going on with the F-100 at Banks? Nothing. P.P.S. I'm still looking for a 454 for my R30. People are asking stupid money for tired motors as of late. And yep. five stars. And yeah, buddy from Finnegan. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Yeah, buddy. Uh, okay, so getting so, back to the, the the first point. Let me, I'll answer that. So yeah, it's called the Roadside Inspection Program. It's something that the uh, California Bureau of Automotive Repair puts on. And it was established, I don't know, a gazillion years ago. And they do it with the assistance of the Highway Patrol, which I think is bogus because I believe it's completely optional. But if you smog it on the side of the road and fail, I think they can still like put you out of service. So never say yes. Basically, they but, go, but usually they'll they'll make like a T in the street so you can't get around it. And if you turn around, the no, cop will no, go no, after no. That's you. a DUI checkpoint. That's it's, not. That's I think not, it works no, the same no, way. No, it does not work the same you way. Sure. Yes. Lightning. All right. <sighs> anyway, so basically, they uh, they have, wherever the air quality is, were, Central Valley, San Francisco Bay Area, Greater Los Angeles Area, Inland Empire, San Diego, they randomly select zip codes and then they identify. Uh, areas where they can safely conduct the survey. And then the surveys are performed by a bar team that has three or four people. Uh, they're all ASE certified techs. So basically there's an automated license plate reader and the consumer stopped by an officer of the CHP, California Highway Patrol, and greeted, greeted is what they say, by a bar representative who will provide them with information about the survey's purpose and answer any questions they may have. And the survey is performed similar to a smog check and takes less than 10 minutes. Why you would ever say yes and consent to wasting 10 minutes of your time for these freaking people's BS government overreach is beyond me. So say no and just... Whatever on your way out. Anyway, uh, I know you disagree with me. I don't think it's easy to say no. I think the way they that's narrow why, down the no the listen, way they narrow down the traffic. That's why they have a CHP officer. That's how you get the yes because the participation is voluntary. You can say no. So if you ever have the white van with the rollers behind it and you see some poor dude in a freaking clapped out old midsize whatever on the rollers with the CHP standing there and like four dudes from the Bureau of Automotive Repair going, oh, well, let's find the gross pollutant. Do not help these people out, Yeah. okay? It's let me, voluntary. Yeah, let me ask you this. Say no. So along that same line, about two blocks where you get off the freeway when you come to banks, they'll set up the, 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 the CHP and I don't know what department's doing it, but they're looking for DPFs on trucks, oh, mainly that, big rigs. That's probably AQMD. But they've got CHP there, and they've got... Of course them, they do. Well, got, that, that's an enforcement they've, thing. They've got mirrors, and they've yeah. got... Uh, they can yeah. roll under the truck. That's a CHP. That's an enforcement thing. That's that's yeah. probably... They got grant money for that. Uh, I'm on bar.ca.gov. So just to answer your question, participation in the survey is voluntary. There are no consequences. So I was wrong. There's no consequences to consumer regardless of their vehicle's emission control equipment or its emission level. They just want to do a survey. Still, do not help these people. Yeah, that sounds. It just that sounds, sounds like bogus. They're, it's they're a trap. Fall, they're gonna follow you down. It's street. a trap. Yeah, they're gonna pop you. It's a trap. I know they are. Yeah. And he started asking about a chrome, and that's true. They're got, they're trying to get rid of chrome. Yeah. Chrome plating because it's a. There's no way to chrome plate something and not uh, not have some sort of emission. Yeah. There's some bad. pretty okayish chrome powder coats out there that are surprisingly decent, uh, but yeah. 
Yeah, so this has been going on since, oh my God, I feel like since the 80s, they've been trying to get rid of chrome plating, they've yeah. been trying to get rid of anything where they do acid baths, yeah. stuff like yeah. that, where they strip yeah. things and, yeah. you know. Well, that's just part of the world, people. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah. it, it's, it sucks. And a lot of those companies have moved out of California or have just gone out of business. They pushed them out. All right. I uh, got this one here from Garrett Daniel. It says, Holman and Jaboobies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is well, way funnier. That's uh, what she said. On two different levels. Congratulations on the new studio, which we are uh, recording in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're ninety five percent of the way there. Yeah, we're just so close. Get rid of some of the echo, but yeah, uh, we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, since Sean broke up with Motor Trend, <laughs> wow. Since so Sean, yeah, you guys dated for twenty yeah, years. Says, uh, since Sean broke up with Motor Trend, we know you left them. They didn't leave you, uh-huh. <laughs> and now owns the podcast. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make him Lightning's boss? Now the pod. <laughs> Now the podcast name really can be the Truck Show Podcast with Holman and Lightning. Nope. You know what? I'm having a new sign made for the wall here. <clears throat> I should do that just to tweak you. Just because it's funny. Try again. It says, also Lightning, since nobody has said it recently, your California pompousness is showing. It was negative 38 during a freak weather event we had here in Kentucky, and the LED headlights on my 64 Dodge pickup did not put off enough heat to melt the ice that accumulated on them within minutes of driving down the road. By the way, I just want to point out that the man is driving a 64 Dodge pickup in negative 38 degree weather. Good for you. I thought of you then with your Mercedes that probably has headlight wipers, which is just plain annoying. And that was from our uh, our, our friend and listener, Garrett Daniels. Thanks, Garrett. So my Mercedes does not have wipers. It has squirters. <laughs> uh, and uh-huh. also, stop it! Because seriously, your headlights weren't designed to melt snow. Was a byproduct of just the fact All that right. they emitted we're not do, we're heat. Not, we're not going to just read California email. pompous. Well, you are. It's, it has nothing to do with California pompous. By the way, pompous. what's on the wall right here? An American flag. What? Do you remember who gave that to us? Clint? Yes. Clint Cunliffe gave it to you. Okay. Gave it to, to me. He gave you something similar to that. Do you remember what it was? <sighs> California flag? Uh, do you see that in the studio? No. Why? Because we don't need any more California pompousness <laughs> in the studio. The fact that you guys, by the way, have headlights that just happen <laughs> okay, to melt stop. the snow has nothing to do with uh, okay. me being in California and living in warm, a warm climate. <laughs> okay, but you're also still California pompous. Just so you know, mm-hmm. this wasn't a slight against you. I tried to put it right here, mm-hmm. but once you gave me that sign, it looked too crowded. So I this, put the it sign here. is way cooler. All right, the sign. So there's no California flag. Although there's one thing I want to add to the studio because we don't have enough room for the Texas flag. I have to add one thing in honor of our Texas listeners. All, let me ask you if you think it would be okay. Bar- a barbecue? <laughs> no, I have one right over there. We can, okay. we're, we can have company dinners and stuff here now. <laughs> I'm no. starving, by the I way. I know, I am too. All right, listen. Couldn't you just go in and raid the pantry right now? Yeah, I could. Because I'm not, I, that's not my house. I can't just go in there. Your it's, wife, it's funny. wife will freak out. No, she might Last time I came over, she's like, Jay, when did you show no, up? I'm kn- like, no, she knows. But she didn't know that time. Well, you came in the side like a ninja. Well, <laughs> now she knows you're going to be here more often. Okay, stop. Just focus for a second. I wanted to put the Texas flag up because we're honorary Texans. At least I am. And there's no room for it in the podcast studio, which makes me sad. We could put on the seal. Well, no, block the lights. No, block the lights. Yeah. See that little triangle at the top there? Uh-huh. Bullhorns. Yeah. Like Boss Hogs car. Yeah, that yeah. way there's a nod. Yeah. I started looking at them online and I thought I would ask you and the listener if we should have a set of cow horns or yeah. bullhorns on the Yeah. The, yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm where, gonna order. Where, where are you gonna get them? 
There's like four or five places online that are like real genuine steer horns. And I'm like, yeah, those ones are good. Like real, real. Yeah. yeah that are wrapped in leather with a mounting plate and you mount them on your wall for stupid Californians who you're don't know gonna, how to get them, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to measure it because it I know. Well, I can't do longhorns because they're eight feet well, wide. I was going to say. So that'll stick, through, that'll stick through the roof. Yeah. But they make them in two to three to four to five foot length. We could probably fit a three to four foot wide one there. So anyway, for all you people in Texas who have had our back, I want to I want to have a little nod to you in the studio. So I'm going to get some some steer horns and put them in the studio. All right. All right. Truck show podcast at gmail.com. Truck show podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for hooking us up. The subject line from Creighton Burroughs. Hey, Holman and Lightning. Hold on. What's the uh, video game, the sports game where you used to, if you pounded the buttons fast enough, oh, you could make dude. It, it was called like uh, a marathon know. or I don't know. You make them run faster yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a Contra on uh, Nintendo 8 bit. And my friends used to put the pencil across their <laughs> middle <laughs> yeah, finger so and they go, do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like, uh, uh, oh, you guys are hitting your dashboard because you know the yeah, game. You're like, I'm you're about. Like, you're what was that game? It was I like sports something I or Olympics or whatever. Um, okay, so Holman and Lightning, um, thank you for all the valuable truck information. So, Holman. Yes. I hope you are continuing to enjoy your Apple Watch Ultra. I love it. I'm loving mine. I love it. Thank you for uh, sharing the OVR magazine information. I've subscribed to the print version, and I can't wait to get it. By the way, Uh, uh, can I just say thank you? Because I think we're just from the show alone of people that have reached out to me. We probably have 20 to 25 subscriptions just from our listeners, and that's freaking awesome. I just want to say thank you. That is great. Yeah, it's very cool. It's a a gorgeous magazine. Yes, it is. And I'm, I'm glad to see that in a time when magazines are hard to find. Yeah. So, is the did the deal go through with uh, Borders? Was it Borders, right? No, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. Yep. Thank you. Yep, we're in all 440 stores. Also, Books a Million, and we're working on Cabela's and Bass Pro Shop right now to get into uh, those locations for you guys. When will it be in Barnes and Noble? Right now. Oh, yeah. right now. Right now. Yeah, right now. It's the only way to get uh, issue number one. Because if you order now, you'll get issue number two or after. So go find it, or uh, you can go to ovrmag.com. So anyway, this is welcome news after uh, getting what I thought was a random copy of Motor Trend in the mail. A moment of silence for J.P. Peterson's yeah, um, and now for Wheeler. So basically, everybody, if you're wondering why you may have gotten a random Motor Trend, is if you uh, were a four-wheeler subscriber, the rest of your subscription will uh, be filled out by Motor Trends. And Lightning, thank you for hooking me and a buddy up with the Pedal Monster. My wife loved the stocking stuffer. The Pedal Monster has been an amazing addition to her 21 Ram 1500 Rebel. Uh, We were running the track mode driving around town, and I thought it was pretty cool. Dude, track is a little aggressive. A little bit? It's a little aggressive, (laughs) especially on that uh, naturally aspirated gas engine. Then we were on the highway doing 80 miles an hour when I punched it to get around someone and had a brown moment. <laughs> the throttle response in the track mode at highway speed is freaking scary, he says. Use with caution. Thanks again and keep up the great work. Mounted those parameters and a Finnegan, yeah, buddy. Mounted parameters! Yeah, buddy. It's funny how many people love the Finnegan, yeah, buddy, and not the original Emmy. Yeah, buddy. Like, what's up? No, they love that too. Yeah. By the way, uh, Brown Moment has got to be one of our upcoming t-shirts. It's either a band name or a t-shirt, one of the two. I th- I think it's both. By the way, uh, we have worked out- <gasps> What like, if it's our band name? Brown Moment? Yeah. <laughs> no, it might be. Um, if we don't get out of the studio soon. Hey, so just so you guys know, we've been hard at work. We've developed like, what, 12 t-shirt ideas? 
at least 10 of them solid. Probably ish. It's funny. Lighting's just nodding right now. Well, because it's funny that you said solid after a brown moment. Right. Is it a brown moment or is it solid? (laughs) But I was talking about t shirts and not (laughs) about the the, the moment. I see. All right. Well, on that brown note, let's end the show. (laughs) Does it have to be a brown moment? No, brown brown note. A brown note? (laughs) Well, it's about time. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Write us, won't you? The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. All right, he's at LBC Lighting. You can slide into his DMs and he'll uh, get you some good deals on some Banks products. Yeah. I just took up uh, two dudes this last week. Good. Keep keep it coming because I that's... Think, uh, uh, I did a... Um, I hooked up a dude with a, uh, a Ford 6.4 and uh, uh, he got him a couple parts. What else? I think I got... Oh, a Pedal Monster. Oh my God, there actually might have been three this last so, week. So guys, keep doing that yeah. because that's how... Basically, we get Mr. Banks to uh, reinvest in the show as you guys keep buying stuff. By the way, Mark, my buddy with the 7.3 truck, yes, we need to get him an iDash, and we need to get him a Pedal Monster, because he did all the electrical in this building. He hung the TV. He did the ceiling. He did the carpet. So we got we to gotta give Mark some love, because he uh, he made the pod shed what it is. We, can do, we just got to tell him not to drive around in track mode at 80 miles an hour. <laughs> He's going to have a brown moment. like uh, yeah. Track mode is... So here's the only place that I found that track mode actually is usable, uh-huh. and that is in a um, an eco diesel. Oh yeah, Ram eco diesel. The, the turbo lag is so laggy on that. Well, so if you're look, sure if you helps. got like a uh, like a 15 or 16, the ones where they derated them yeah. after the diesel gate oh, yeah, scenario. Yeah. And they're just, oh my yeah. God, you can grow a beard faster than know, you get to 80 miles an hour. Those in the Fords are super, just those diesel light duty trucks are. So we're now, selling the Pedal Monsters guys and they're rolling like track three, track yeah. level three. I bet and it's great because I like that engine it, a lot. It gets rid of the, it, yeah. it's the only thing that gets rid of that turbo yes. lag. Stock, stock is not uh, is not great. All right. At Sean P. Holman, if you guys want to reach out to me. And we need some more uh, five-star hotline messages, 657-205-6105. All right, and uh, we got to thank our guest, Scott Birdsall, in the new studio. Yeah, you got to do it. Five. Five, five, five stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. You didn't even try. You know why? Why? Because I forgot what he says. (laughs) Right back at you, brother. I know, but now I know. Do it again. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five stars. Right back at you, brother. That was pretty good. That was close. I was a little ahead, but I caught up. A few milliseconds. Yeah, late. I mean, I felt like I was there. 657-205-6105, 657-205-6105. We will play your calls on the next episode, so please leave us a message. If you got a question about a truck you're looking to buy. Or you're just driving cross country. Driving across country. you saw a cow. There's a part you're interested in. Uh, Give us a holler. We will do our best to answer your question. Some dude in a trailer cut you off and you're angry and you want to call him out? Yeah, do it. Sure. Why not? Yeah? Sure, vent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go on a rant. Whatever. Right. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to the show. We appreciate each and every one of you. We also appreciate our presenting sponsor, Nissan, because they've been with us for five freaking years. Wow, dude. that's We're almost 
to 300 episodes. We've got a 4.8 star rating on Apple Podcasts, which uh, the only reason the those point two are there is because mm-hmm. of our uh, our food fight with your fellow uh, old coworkers. I know. By the way, can we ask for? I think we got a lot of new listeners. Yeah. And many of you haven't left us a rating yet, and it really helps us to get heard by newbies. By the way, did you know uh, January was our best podcast month ever? I do. I actually looked okay. at the stats. All I normally right. don't actually look at the stats that often because why? I'm going to do the show anyway. But yeah, we crushed it in January. For you guys that are new, please do go to the Apple Podcast app, assuming you have an iOS device, and leave us a five-star review and, and make it funny. Yeah. We, we love reading we, your funny reviews. We've got a bunch of reviews, so we'll read them on the next show. So yeah, uh, add some do. more. We, we love to hear from you guys. And if you got an Android device, just do it on uh, Spotify because you can leave a, um, a five-star review on Spotify as well. All right. So back to uh, thanking Nissan. And thank you for the Nissan Titan XD because it hauled a whole bunch of building materials to make this thing possible. And Nissan's been such a great partner. They make a great truck. Head on down to your local Nissan dealer. Build and price on NissanUSA.com. If you're shopping, just go check them out. You got nothing to lose. You may be surprised because uh, it's one of those trucks that's pretty surprising when you uh, when you get into it in person. And the Nissan Titan and Titan XD, five year, one hundred thousand mile warranty. You can't beat it. Nobody gives you a better warranty right off the bat. And of course, the Nissan Frontier is a hot selling, awesome little mid sized truck. And uh, honestly, if this thing does well and I'm making enough money, it's gonna. I would get a Frontier to be my daily, hundred percent. I double dog dare you. And if I uh, can pay off the pod shed and have some more cheddar, I'm going to triple uh, cheese dare me. I think you won't need to because you're going to have the Titan forever because they're never going to pick it up. But I need to borrow it, please. Hey, uh, Banks Power. (laughs) Buy a pedal monster if you've got an eco diesel because they suck otherwise. Or a uh, monster exhaust if you've got any number of uh, trucks. If you're not sure if Banks has something right for you. Go to bankspower.com, enter your year, make, and model. Hey, speaking, you just brought up the the exhaust thing. Actually, I did earlier, but a lot of guys are like, oh, it's a diesel. It's got a diesel particulate filter, and it can't possibly add any horsepower. Why, why would I want a DPF back exhaust? Well, son, you can actually pick up horsepower with a DPF back exhaust. Why? How? Go to bankspower.com, and you'll see the math behind it. If you remove the back pressure... From the DPF all the way to the tip of the tailpipe, you can make the turbo's job easier. I won't bore you guys with the details, but it's absolutely possible. Go to bankspower.com and find out how. All right, and thanks again to our friends over at Full Moon Digital. Full Moon! Who've been uh, helping us out with our uh, with our social, especially the behind the scenes of campaigns and ads and getting in front of you guys and helping us get our new listeners. Uh, yeah, so here's the thing. If you guys, uh, most... Small companies don't have a dedicated social media person who specializes in Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff, and SEO, search engine optimization. If you want to get your brand out there, it's really freaking hard unless you have a team helping you. One dude part-time uh, ain't going to cut it. A team of experts helping That's you. That's exactly right. So you want to reach out to our friends at Full Moon Digital. I think they've got like a dozen staffers there that are all phenomenal. Whether you have a small company or a medium-sized company or you just need some social help, learn all about them at fullmoondigital.com. All right, you guys. Love you, mean it. Bye. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast.